0: Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville.
1: It
2: is the Sportsocracy on ESPN. Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app and we are seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to the sportocracy.com click the live video link, subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat, and welcome in to a super Wednesday. It oh, yeah, is... we're
1: gonna spend three hours breaking down uh, LeBron James breaking scoring record,
2: right? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. No, we're not. No. That's the that's the problem. The, to me, the problem is with with records like this, long standing career records, it's it's not special to me. I, I mean, it is special. Don't get me wrong. Like LeBron James, you know, most points all time in the NBA is fine. But it's not like a special event. Like it wasn't like when Kobe dropped 81. Remember how that was like, because it came out of nowhere. But these, we know it's coming. You, you've known all season long that at some point this season, LeBron James is going to break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's scoring record you knew within the last week when he was 120 points away that it was going to come. And last night, I knew when he was 36 points away, there's no chance they're getting out of here with LeBron not scoring 38 points.
1: Well, and, and I'm afraid if you're a big NBA fan, it's headed down the same path that Major League Baseball is. And if you, if you recall, I, when we first started doing the show together, I told you when I knew baseball had become irrelevant. And it was big things could happen, and no one cared. ESPN is trying to inundate you today with, well, LeBron breaking the scoring record is the biggest thing that's happened in the NBA in many years. Nobody cares. No. Look at the tweets, look at the comments. I, I mean, they're telling you. No one cares. No. And if you look at the younger generation of the NBA, there's not a lot of hatred there. You got John Morant, look at Every other star in this league is 28 years old or older. Mm-hmm. And there's not a whole lot coming. I mean, Victor womenyama, but is that the guy that's really going to make us all go, yeah, NBA, let's go. No, I don't think
2: so. no. We have seen the greatest career that we're going to see since Michael Jordan.
1: And I mean, fell off after Michael
3: mm-hmm.
1: until you got LeBron, mm-hmm. and I'm very sure it's going to happen again. And this time, I'm not Probably. sure you come back from. It. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I the mean, Pro Bowl <laughs> is in the same uh, yeah. vein of your finals ratings. as far as
2: ratings go, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I ever foresee a heyday coming for the NBA again. It doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean that it's not interesting. It's just we don't, we don't care as much as as we used to as a populace. I mean, I mean, the NBA is fun. I love Luka Doncic. I love watching, I think,
1: I love watching Giannis. I love watching
2: the, the Joker. And I think Luka and Ja and uh, throw in uh, Joker as well. Nikola are you Jokic, like
1: an emotional attachment. To Not really. Do you know anybody who lives and dies by the NBA schedule? I well, mean, I have to be home to watch the the Denver Nuggets on a Tuesday night.
2: I know three. I know three like diehard NBA fans. The diehard NBA fans have to be there for every game but for the most part it's not it's not consequential anymore like we have become a football society that is dominated by football and it does not matter where the in the NFL draft is gonna draw more attention than the pivotal game seven
1: of the NBA Finals yeah. It's just, it's a problem, and I noticed it I mean, I had noticed it leading up to last night. I was curious to see how much of an actual reaction you were going to get, and it's been a tenth of what I thought it would be.
2: Mm-hmm. But it's great. I mean, it's a great achievement, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The the you know I heard uh, Greeny earlier today. Every every breath talking about how what a what an emotional moment it was when kareem handed the basketball to lebron like passing the torch and blah 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 blah, blah, blah. Nobody, cares.
1: nobody cared nobody cared nobody <laughs> cared it's i mean it's you you keep telling us with your eyeballs and with your your interactions and things like that what you care about what you don't mm-hmm. and and it's just it's very obvious that can we talk about the nba during the playoffs yeah mainly because it doesn't compete with anything else mm-hmm the The calendar of sports at this point is one of the most obvious things you'll ever see. You go NFL until about the middle of next week. Weird. When are we taking two days off? Yep. As soon as that's over. Yep. Then you slide into the 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 tournaments and and basketball basically gets the month of March with a sprinkling of off season. Then you go draft season, and then it's the the great destitute wasteland that is the summer months. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean I remember, I remember when I started this little old radio venture doing a sports talk show on Saturdays on 570 WWNC. and that was one of the one of the hot button topics when you you know they, they tell you in the business, take the layup. When there's a topic and everybody's talking about the topic, just take the layup. Don't try to squeeze in some other stuff. Just take the layup and talk about what everybody else is talking about. And week in and week out, we would have the LeBron James versus Michael Jordan debate and on and on and on and on and on. It got to a point where nobody cares anymore. We beat that horse so badly that now there is is there there is no argument in the NBA. There There is no hot-button issue in the NBA anymore. And now with LeBron breaking the Kareem record,
1: you can still have that debate if you want to but but even now does it n- really matter but even now yeah, you don't get the fervor for that no i remember five six years ago you would get the the, the, the jordan camp you'd get the lebron camp and it would be it would be a visceral argument you i haven't had that with anyone in years no because we all we all retreated to our corners we went okay we're
2: never gonna we're never gonna convince anybody otherwise and if I wanted to go LeBron James, the greatest of all time, now I've got all this laundry list, and now I've got the one thing, the one, the, the, the one record that people kept pointing to saying it will never be broken
1: has now been broken. And, and so that is why today uh, our opening topic is is it, it, we've discussed LeBron James, but we have a much more pressing topic to discuss.
2: Time for the opening drive, and it's always brought to you by Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, 629 Brevard Road. Mention the Sportsocracy when you go in to get your new or certified pre-owned vehicle from Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville. Mention our show name, the Sportsocracy, and they will give you $250 on top of whatever your trade-in
1: is already worth. A hell of a deal for just being a member of the family, and whether you want a certified pre owned like tanks or a brand new platinum rogue like the one I'm currently driving, that I'm pretty sure will solve all of the problems in your life. That might be an over dramatization, but it is one of the fanciest, manciest cars I think I've ever driven. And everywhere I go, people comment on this matte gray color that I've never seen on a car. And after a couple days, yeah, I've, I've fallen in love it's with this color, sharp. it's very, very sharp. pretty.
2: I love it. I absolutely love the color of it. I'd, I would really love for mine to be the color of the, uh, the platinum 2023 rogue that he's been driving around, but I'm good with black. My black 2017 rogue has treated me. Oh, so nicely. And Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, they keep, they help keep me on the, uh, on the plan and they help, uh, the the family plan and they help keep me on the
1: road. And so now we have a pressing topic. Oh, good Lord. And it's, and it's going to be our daily draft today. And that is, what is the greatest halftime show of all time in, <laughs> in Super Bowl history? Greatest Super Bowl halftime shows. Tank and I argued about this before the show mm-hmm. vehemently because he has one that it's fine. It, it was the good. greatest of all time. It's no, yes. but no. And it's not. I mean, it's not even really close. Oh, no, it's it's close. It's I mean, look, I, I'm going to I'm going to give away that tank's talking about Prince. Who in the in the lexicon of great singers of all time, he's slightly behind Creed <laughs> and just ahead of John Mayer. Stop that. So okay. I mean let's not overrate it. It was great. It yeah. was good. Yeah. I would have taken it in maybe the third or the fourth round of our draft. It's not the greatest of all time. In our YouTube comments, chuck out your uh your opinions and we will discuss those during the daily draft. Indeed. At the start of the five o'clock hour. Yes, uh top of the third hour.
2: We always do the uh daily draft and today, yes, best Super Bowl halftime shows in history. You don't have to go you don't have to go back very far. You you really think about it and you go back and look at the halftime shows uh we've only been doing like really good halftime shows uh, for twice about, ever well, for i was gonna say for about 15 20 years
1: hey, before that been... you had a lot of
2: uh uh what was gloria stefan and the miami sound machine with the, the 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 special olympics
1: band or whatever the heck it was and and even with the 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 renewed we got to get big acts for the halftime show there's still a lot of Coldplay, you you remember? You remember when we did Coldplay? That was or the weekend, which was fun because it made you feel like your house was in the middle of an active earthquake. So awful! Oh, it was terrible. It was so awful. Terrible. Greatest
2: Super Bowl or second greatest Super Bowl in my lifetime, and probably the worst halftime show for that because it was 2020 when the Bucks beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, yeah, it's. It's not great, not great. Fire them away in the uh, in the comments. I don't know what it was. It was there was some kind of band that was with Gloria Estefan. It was some kind of um, Olympics band or something. It was like the tour of Nate. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Good lord, don't be so sensitive. You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, and uh,
1: yeah, we'll continue the off-season previews as well. Uh, today with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints uh, New Orleans with Derek Carr in the building today, which means absolutely nothing. It's not gonna be a trade. I mean, he's already telling people I'm going to force them to release me. Mm-hmm. Why would he do anything else? You have to uh, because doesn't make sense, that.
2: right. you have to keep asking yourself that why would Derek Carr want to do any favors to the Las Vegas Raiders? He is going to play chicken with them, and say, you're either going to cut me and I'm going to get my way in free agency to choose where I can go, or you're going to pay me $40
1: million in injury guarantees. Win-win for me. I mean, he's going to be cut. They're not paying. No, they're not going to. But I I do find it funny that the first place that he lands is, is new Orleans, which is an an interesting place and could ultimately be where he goes. It's just not going to be in a trade. And so we will discuss New Orleans later on in the program. Mm-hmm. That we will. Um,
2: have we had any coaching news today? Have there- uh,
1: We've got one that we're going to talk about after the break. Uh, th- there's a coach coaching in the Super Bowl, and this might be his last event with the team he's been with for quite some time. Oh. And there's a very, very basic reason as to why. You are in the
2: sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville.
4: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
5: The Ingalls 2023 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 4th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Peck Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pet bands, cheerleaders, and parade. Each participant will receive a basketball, Downtown Dribble t-shirt, and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball. Check-in will begin at 9.30 a.m. at Roger McGuire Green. To register, visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com.
0: the sportsocracy pull up your pants take off the bra and be a man
2: it is espn asheville it is the sportsocracy and we are coming to you live from the angles studio so super bowl 57 is just a couple of days away and there's one coach in this game that may not be with his current team for much longer it's it's I mean, it could be Andy Reid.
1: There has been a well, that's been a consistent rumor that if Andy wins a Super Bowl, maybe he rides off into the sunset. He's been in Kansas City for a long time, and that has been a rumor. But that's not who I was talking about. Mm -hmm. Who I was talking about is Eric Bieniemy. He is apparently a finalist for the Washington Commanders' offensive coordinator job as well as the Baltimore Ravens, and there's only one reason for that: he wants to be head coach. Yes. And you're not going to be a head coach as the second hand to to Andy Reid. He's been the play caller for five years. Do you know where the lowest they've ever finished in total offense is in those five years? Six. Fifth. They've been first three times. Mm-hmm. But every other year. Mm-hmm. Third and fifth were the other two years. And he still doesn't get the credit
2: for well, it. But, but, but because they give but it to Andy, because, Andy Reid. Well, it's Andy Reid's say. system. He's just the one calling the plays. Right. I was going to say, there's two major impediments. To the
1: advancement of Eric Bienemy's career. Uh, one is that he's in the Super Bowl or the conference championship game every year. Yes. Now, this year you've got a couple teams that – I mean, we're in Super Bowl week. They still haven't hired coaches. you still got an opening with the Indianapolis Colts. you still got one with the Arizona Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I, I feel – and that's been a push for a lot of years because there has been a lot of people like me going – I mean, you can I, – I know where a lot of people go with this, and it's – at the end of the day – Teams don't usually wait this long to hire a coach. Mm-hmm. But I do look at at why are you doing it now? This is the first time I've really legitimately heard talk that he was going somewhere else. And there's been rumors that he's not great with players, that mm-hmm. there's there's been some issues with different players under whatever. It's not a good interview. I've heard that a couple times too. Right. If you go to Baltimore and make it work with Lamar Jackson – or you go to Washington and make it work with Sam Howell, you will be a head coach one year from now. Absolutely. And I think it's the best decision he could make. Mm-hmm. If Andy's not going to walk away, if now if Andy Reid walks away, he's the next coach of the Chiefs. And I don't even think that's debatable. I could see Steve that. Spagnuolo's in his 60s. I don't think he's and they would stay on that staff. Right.
2: When you have Andy Reid and you have Patrick Mahomes, there are a lot of decision-makers that are going to look at it and go, okay, you're propped up by an offensive genius as the head coach. And you're propped up by the
1: greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Well, I mean, and to me, that's – why is he the greatest quarterback we've ever seen? He wasn't the greatest quarterback prospect we've ever seen. No, he wasn't. But there were a lot of teams that any... thought Kansas City was dumb for trading up to get him. But I don't. I, I, yeah, you don't give Eric Bieniemy any credit for that because of Andy Reid. And to me, that's short-sighted. I feel like Eric Bieniemy gets dinged because of Matt Nagy, who went to mm-hmm. went to Chicago and tied his hopes to Mitch Trubisky, and it flailed out. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you I think Matt Nagy was a great coach, but that is used against Bieniemy. But if you look at guys that have come off this staff, Mike Kafka was the quarterback coach on this staff. He's been interviewed by practically everybody. He's one of the finalists for the Cardinals. He may get that job. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Mm -hmm. I think it will be Lou Anarumo, but it it could be Mike Kafka and wouldn't surprise me at all. So why do we not give the credit to to enemy? That doesn't make any sense to me. Because there's there's too many yeah buts.
2: There's the Andy Reid, yeah, but. There's the Patrick Mahomes, yeah, but. There's the Travis Travis Kelsey, the Tyreek Hill. You got all the superstars, yeah, buts. And then you've got all of the other stuff mixed into it of he didn't interview well. There was the really damning story, what was this, two years ago during the hiring cycle where he went in to interview, I think maybe it was Jacksonville or something, and he had to have a towel brought to him because he was sweating so bad. Like, that's just a bad look. And then you mix in the fact that, well, he's been the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been the host of the AFC Championship game for five years in a row, and it's only been since what last year that you could actually interview these guys before the
1: before the season's over. Well, no, you could interview you couldn't hire them, and you still can't hire them uh, until it's all said and done. If they were so, if they were in the bye week, you had to interview them in the in the week of the the divisional round and then you got an opportunity to interview them before that. Mm-hmm. But then you basically had to just sit on it until they got eliminated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of teams didn't do that. They wanted a coach in place. Now the the scheduling of the season that's not as big a deal. I still think it's an issue. It it, it bothers me that the Cardinals don't haven't uh, don't have a coach and that the Colts don't. But it if I'm Eric Bieniemy The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Absolutely. You've now done this for five years. You've gotten no credit for Kansas City, in spite of the fact this is one of the best offenses we've seen in a half-decade run ever, and yet you still don't get any credit. So what happens when he goes to – I'll just use the one that I've heard he's the most in on, which is Washington. Say he goes to Washington, and that offense was a bottom 12 in the league – and you get to 12. Is that more impressive than what he did in Kansas City? Yes. I don't agree with you. So you got to the to, to the the mediocre tier of the NFL with Terry McLaurin and Johan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, a couple good running backs and, and a young quarterback that you believed in. You've been top five in the NFL in total offense for five years. Mm-hmm. This but is one of those stupid things that teams do, and it really irks me and it's how we wind up with I'm let me Jeff Saturday becoming a head coach or I'm trying to think of some of the really dumb ones over the years uh well we can hire him now and and, and he's been a coach I don't care if you've ever been a head coach Sean McVay had never been a head coach goes to the Rams guess what fantastic mm-hmm. you know why cuz he's really smart mm-hmm. and so is Eric Bieniemy and if it takes him taking a job with with Lamar Jackson or Sam Howell to show that to people, so be it. It's just really irritating to me that we come up with all of these excuses. Well, Andy Reid. Okay, Andy Reid wasn't this guy in, in Philadelphia. You do remember that, right? Those offenses were good. good. They weren't this good. Right. They were never in the stratosphere of this good. So all of a sudden, he goes to Kansas City and becomes the savant of all offensive savants. And could have any truck driver that you found at a rest stop call and plays and you think that's going to be just as good? That's stupid. And when I say it that way, it sounds really stupid. But this is the justification that I hear. Yeah,
2: but, well, I mean, Andy Reid had, uh, had the offense was already pretty good when Alex Smith was there. And then Patrick Mahomes comes in and just changes the game. And I think a lot of people look at Eric Biennemi like we've talked about so many other coaches ever since Jim Harbaugh said it about Ryan Day. You're born on third base, and you think you hit a home run. Like, And so that's just not what
1: I see here. I, I, somebody I – mean, who do you want to give given- the credit to? Okay. Mm-hmm. The fact that – all right, so let's just say – let's just say that it's all Andy. And basically all enemy does is carry around a play sheet and tell you what play to call. He's still been doing this for five years at the right hand of the smartest guy in this league. So he getting no credit for that? Because Matt Nagy was a moron. Okay, then. And I'll be honest with you, I don't even think he was that bad a coach. He just tied himself to a quarterback that was really limited. Mm-hmm. And he had two pro bowlers selected behind him, which made it look worse than it was. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the Chicago Bears have been a historic train wreck for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. So all of these, all of those things are held against Eric Bieniemy. And now he has to take another lateral move just to put himself in a position to be a coach a year from now? Yeah. It, Meanwhile, Todd Bowles got a second shot. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really made sense to me all these
2: years why Eric Biennemi hasn't gotten this shot. The only thing that I can keep coming
1: back to is the yeah butts. And, I mean, I could do that with anybody. Mm-hmm. I could do that with absolutely I've, I've anybody.
2: I've been top five? Okay. You've also had the, what, number one, number two greatest assembly of talent in the last five years in the NFL?
1: And I would argue that my argument to that would be, look, he doesn't this year. He's got Travis Kelsey and a bunch of twos. Still the number one offense in the league. Got a sixth-round rookie as as your running back. Yeah, your line's fantastic, specifically in the interior. You've Mm. got good tackles. It doesn't matter. the The two consistents or three consistents here have been Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy. We tr- w- we just did a list of the top ten quarterbacks of all time. Pat Mahomes is already on it. He's twenty six years old. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid is just it, it's blasphemy to say anything except waxing poetic about Andy, how Andy Reid's the smartest guy in the league. And yet Eric Bieniemy gets yeah butts. it Doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me. But then again, probably a third of the teams in this league are not very bright. So, and those are the ones that historically need a coach every two or three years. Yep. You are in the sportsocracy here on
2: ESPN Asheville. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get just a bit outside. Make 2023 the year that you change your life and you win that battle with your weight problem. It can happen for you. I, I mean, I've said this time and time again in my life. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to lose the weight. 2022, that was the year for me. The Ph.D. weight loss program helped me lose more than 90 pounds last year. Ph.D. is the way to go. Many people in the New Year
1: say New Year, New Me. The only problem is that they use a lot of the same tendencies, which leads to New Year, Same You. Sometimes you need a little help, and that's what Ph.D. gives you. They give you plenty of the food. They give you the, all the direction, all the guidance. If it works for a guy like me that was as lazy with my food choices as I was, it will work for you, Ph.D. Weight loss I lived
2: all of my adult life around the 300 pound mark and now I'm down around 200 pounds and I feel infinitely better as you can imagine. Go to my com today it's my
1: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663.
5: Boy, you must be outside your mind.
1: The sportsocracy, just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed.
2: It is ESPN Asheville. You are in the sportsocracy, and ESPN Asheville is your home for North Carolina Tar Heels basketball, and that's where I'm going to start with uh, with 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 my just a bit outside today because uh, this has been the biggest letdown. Of a season for Tar Heel basketball in, in in several years, I mean I get there have been down years. There were the Matt Doherty years, obviously. There was a couple of years ago where you know lost a lot of talent to the NBA, and you didn't you didn't have the the studs, the horses like right right at the end of the Roy Williams tenure. But this was a team that came into this season ranked preseason number one, expected to go all the way because they were just oh so close in the national championship game last year against Kansas. And now, they fell last night on the road at Wake Forest. Steve Forbes has done a hell of a job with the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. There's no question about
1: it. Sexiest coach in America. Just ask him, he'll tell you. Right.
2: In three years... He has turned them into a good ACC basketball program. Not a world beater, not a perennial
1: top 25 team, but they're a good team in the ACC. He's crushing the transfer portal. Yes. Uh, And Tyree Appleby is really, really, really good. Yes. Apparently that was news to Hubert Hubert Davis because he didn't figure it out until about, I don't know, two minutes left to go in that game. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Last night was probably one of the worst games that I've seen the Tar Heels as a whole, as, a, as an organization, as a school, play. It was the biggest halftime des- deficit in 15 years. You were down 22 at the half to Wake Forest. There was only one player on the team who hit more than one basket in the first half, and that was Armando Baycott. Caleb Love was 0 for 9 in the first half. He ended up having like 24 points, but it was just all He was 9 of
1: 25 from the field. And he hit three or four three-pointers in the last handful of minutes. Right.
2: It was all garbage time. It's a major disappointing season for the Tar Heels. The story that came out of last night to me was Armando Baycott reportedly goes into the locker room after the game and stood up in front of the entire team and basically said, GTFO, if you don't want to be here, Leave now. That's a major problem, guys. Tar Heel fans, you're trying to find that hope for the rest of the season of always oh, flip the switch and turn this back into a Final Four team again. The talent is there. Well, if you're not careful, you're playing. not going to make
1: the tournament. Exactly. So, uh, there's no Final Four when you're playing in the NIT.
2: Exactly. But when your star player has to go into the locker room and say, look, if you don't want to be here, just leave. You've got major, major problems. I don't see anything being resurrected for this Tar Heels team. And I think this probably will go down in history as the greatest letdown of a season.
1: Speaking of great letdowns, my story is from the Miami Hurricanes. Their first year under Mario Cristobal could be deter- to good be described as one of the great letdowns of all time, which ultimately led to them doing what? firing virtually everybody both coordinators josh gaddis is out uh and they had an opening at defensive coordinator chris hampton uh well they fire the defensive coordinator kevin Steele leaves and goes to alabama they didn't fire him he left Mm -hmm. because he was didn't want to be attached to miami anymore and frankly i don't blame him so they have an opening and now they've announced that they're hiring lance gidry He's the defensive coordinator at Tulane. That wouldn't usually be noteworthy. How many games has Lance Guidry worked at Tulane? 20. It's zero. He just took Tulane's job three weeks ago. (laughs) He was the defensive coordinator at Marshall, and he took over for Chris Hampton, who left and took the, the defensive coordinator job at Oregon. Lance Guidry had to pay $500,000 for a job that he never even reported to. Wow. He'd only been in the building twice. That, But how? How in the world have we gotten to this point? And look, you had a story about uh, Jim Beheim yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he's a crotchety old man. But in terms of what he said about where we're at with the wild, wild west of college athletics, he's not wrong. No. And this is just another indicator of it. Little Tulane that has a good year, they get to a New Year's six, and they go, that, so you lose a coach. That's what happens. New Year's, those those power five schools, when you have a good year, you're going to lose guys to bigger schools. Just the way it is, they have more money than you. So they go get a good coach from a school smaller than them. That guy gets pilfered three weeks later. Jimbo Fisher did the exact same thing with uh, Bobby Petrina. It's just—it's a joke. It's a joke, and I'm telling you right now—the—the the college side of this. I'm gonna keep saying it until it's at hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. We're going to come to a day where college football doesn't look anything like it has for the last hundred years. It's going to become some weird blob of—I'm not gonna say unwatchable because the product's still so good, mm-hmm. but all of the other things are so bad. College basketball is where it's the most obvious. But then you see little things about like, like this in college football that are just how in the world are we allowing this to go on? I don't see a, I, I just don't see a path where
2: the product in college football is gonna be bad. Oh no, the product's good because you're always gonna have the next big guys.' You're, I mean it's part of the machine. as much as the NCAA doesn't want to admit it, they are part of the pro football machine.
1: They're basically the minor league yes. for, for the NFL. They
2: are the feeder system. And,
1: and as long as we care about the NFL at the at the rate we do, it's not going to affect the product on the field on the high side. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, and I, I could give you a few examples of this, there are a lot of smart coaches that are basically just looking at, Todd Grantham just did this with the New Orleans Saints. He could have been a defensive coordinator in a couple places. Alabama was one of the places he was talked about. Didn't want to talk about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to go be the linebackers coach for the Saints or the D-line coach or whatever it is. I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. I don't want to deal with the headache of the transfer portal and the headache of uh, of losing a coach every 15 seconds. I'm good. And at some point, that's going to have an effect.
2: Yeah, I mean, but I think it'll have more of an effect of how these prospects are prepared for the next level. When I mean, you lose so many smart people. In the college game, you are obviously going to see the skills regress, the preparation regress, but it's still going to be a fantastic product.
1: Well, I am just I am not seeing the development of the next tier of coaches. I mean, you look at the highest ends of college football outside of Kirby Smart and Lane Kiffin. How many of these high end coaches are under fifty five? Mm-hmm. Because it's not many. Notice I did intentionally leave out Dabo Sweeney right there you just don't have a lot of it's and it's unsettling to me and of course the ncaa just they don't seem to care ah it's fine again what are you what are you gonna do legislate it I I've gotten to the point that the NCAA feels like that crappy parent that feels like they can't discipline their children. And so they're setting fires in the bathroom and they go, well, what are you going to do? I I got three or four ideas. Uh, one of my <laughs> probably shouldn't say out loud, but I, I got, I got some ideas, right? You're still the boss here. You get that right. You're the parent. They're not supposed to be your friends. You're the ones that keep them from, Oh, I don't know, getting hurt. And that's where I'm at with the NCAA. The, the, this has become the family dynamic with just a slew of bratty kids that you refuse to do anything about Mm -hmm. but the ncaa doesn't have any teeth and
2: we all know it it's all but you can it's all been going downhill and i mean you can sure could they reach out and try to slap the death penalty on Florida for the, the illegal recruiting of? They don't even seem to care. Rashada,
1: Jaden Rashada, Jaden Rashada. I mean, they could.
2: But what's the your point? membership institutions
1: aren't it. even following the the no. small little itty bitty rules that you put on this? Because why would they? Because why would they? We've seen. Well, I mean, and, and, if you're not going to punish them, then I agree with that. And,
2: and where it all went, where it all went to pot where it all fell apart it's the afam scandal at carolina when that ended
1: with nothing
2: being done
1: i don't agree with you i could give you 20 of those that's not uh, that's not how we got here this was like a a five state i don't think it had anything to do with it i could give you 20 of those scandals where nobody got touched miami had recruits on a boat with prostitutes and didn't get dinged. I think that had more of a, a role than the AFAM scandal at, at Carolina. I mean, I could give you 20 of those. How many b- b- athletes do we know that played at high-level college institutions that went, yeah, I had classes that I never stepped foot in? Mm-hmm. That, I'm not breaking news here. No. That's not new. What's new is now you've got these coalitions and these – these uh, 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 I can't think of the word now. But these entities that are handing out money, okay, we, we didn't put a lot of rules on you because there's not a lot we can do about that. The Supreme Court said you cannot prevent these kids from, from benefiting. Okay, that's fine. But that's like the kid that said, no, I don't want to, to go to bed. And you went, cool, uh, here's some candy. Uh, here's some candy and some fireworks. Don't hurt yourself. I'm I'm going to go uh, outside and whittle. Mm-hmm. It's it's maddening to me. And it seems like it's every single day. Yeah. Ascendo Wildrift in the uh, YouTube
2: comments says, uh, The NCAA has been on a downward midlife crisis
1: spiral since the Kimball Walker we're hungry story. Uh,
2: and and 100%, you percent. Know, that was part of
1: it as well. You know what's funny is that those seem so small. I, you remember there was a time where you literally couldn't give, uh, like you could put out bagels, but you couldn't put out butter and cream cheese. Right. Then one thing happens. I mean, you said the FM scandal at Carolina, which to me is comical. The The swinging factor here was when they went, nope, these kids can uh, – these kids, you cannot stop them from benefiting. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA went, well, that means we can't do anything. Uh, that's not at all what that said. It's not at all what it said. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you've got limited – just this is like the most basic of rules. I'm going to use that parent analogy again. This would be like looking at your kids and going, hey, don't set the drapes on fire. Nope, I'll do it if I want to. And you just let it burn. Like, I just, what, what are we doing here? And that extra COVID year, that would be the one that that really sent this into the into the stratosphere. The extra COVID year and the, the you can transfer anytime you want to no penalty whatsoever mm-hmm. this is what we th- we have gotten to a point in society where this is what we do you get upset about something and and we we rally around the cause and go you're right we need to do something and then we go all the way to the other side mm-hmm. we didn't do it this way for a long time for a reason because it didn't make any sense well now you've been handed you've been given a hand there's nothing you can do about that mm-hmm. But but you can at least have the, the the IQ of a bottle of salad dressing to not go, Oh, this is fine. Yeah. It's sad when Jim Bayheim is the voice of reason with that. Now did I agree how he said it? No. They're playing the game. You don't want to do that? Well, enjoy being fourteen and eleven and probably losing to Florida State tonight. The Adidas pay for play scandal. All of that That had more had of a, a huge part. That had more of a role because basically outside of a few people that wound up doing jail time, nobody I mean, what did it affect Kansas? Mm. Kansas was at the dead center of that. Yeah, it hasn't affected them because so why the would NCAA you has come
2: up with more and more and more. Uh, you know, the, what was it? The uh, the the little group, the, the 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 investigative group that they started, the the IARP. None of that has come to fruition, and it's a big part of it. And I think it, I do. I do. I think it all started with the AFAM scandal. Once Carolina didn't get touched, it all rolled downhill of the NCAA has no role in, in the governing of these schools,
1: and it's all just snowballed out of control And I from could there. give you 20 examples of, in the 20 years leading up, I can't remember what school it was. There was one, Bob Huggins basically never forced his players to go to class. He has a 0% graduation rate. He once had a team where not one player showed up to not one class. That was 20 years before anything that you just said. Mm-hmm. And I could give probably 30 of those examples. That's not what it is. We always knew that you didn't have the teeth there. Uh, student athlete. Yeah, you can keep saying that until you're blue in the face. It doesn't make it accurate. Mm-hmm. That's not the. At this point, do we even care that these kids go to class? No. We, we've completely gotten past that. That's not the problem. The problem is that you have basically initiated free agency with no cap whatsoever and no repercussions to anything. It is getting – and I've noticed this setting up for the draft. It's getting so hard for me to remember where kids went to school. There are a handful of players in this class that have gone to four institutions in four years. Yes. Or five years. The two I'm thinking of, it's in five years. They've transferred three times. It's crazy. And just nobody said, oh, it's, it's fine because the national championship game was still great. Okay. I've been right about this from literally the first time it ever came out of my mouth. It has gone exactly how I said it would, and it's actually matriculated quite quicker than I ever would have thought it would. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I'm telling you right now, if you don't get a handle on it, you're going to have 40 membership institutions before it's all said and done. Yeah, one thing you definitely have to get a handle on
2: though is your weight problem. If you've been struggling being over, uh, being overweight, being obese for much of your life, like I have, PhD weight loss is the way to go. They are the program that taught me how to live life differently. And in one year, I lost 90 pounds on this program. Hovering around the 200-pound mark, much better place to be in than being over three
1: bills. I didn't have 90 pounds to lose. I had just always been a little chunky. I'd would always been th- I'd been athletic virtually my whole life, and then in my 30s, I stopped doing athletic things. But that didn't keep me from eating the same way, and it had caused some back problems, some sleep issues. Just over a year on this pro- program, I'm back to my high school weight, sleeping like a baby, and it's all thanks to the planning program of Ph.D. Weight Loss. Go today to
2: myphdweightloss.com. Find out how they can help you finally win the battle over the biggest enemy that you've had your entire life. Stop being overweight stop being unhealthy it can be done it's going to be a hard road but that's why they have an amazing support system there to help you along the way and keep you inspired to reach your goal myphdweightloss.com phd weight loss and nutrition the official partner of the clemson tigers and their fans you are in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. coming up in the next hour We are going to be talking about the uh, Super Bowl, obviously, Super Bowl 57, and it's time for another position-by-position breakdown as we'll talk about the Chiefs' offense against the Eagles' defense. Exact reverse of what we did yesterday. See how we did that? Stick with us. Jeremy's bangers also coming up next.
6: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingalls Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app and your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings.
2: When I finally drove the old car into the grave, I knew there was only one place I was going to go. Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan. And yes, they treat you like family. I went in, told them what I was looking for, told them my budget, and in no time, I was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle. They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade in at Fred Anderson, Nissan of Asheville.
3: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need simple checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account. But no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800-627-1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
1: office the closers on get them the money then when you
0: get the money you get the power that watch costs more than your car Then when you
1: get the power then you get the winner. my biggest takeaway from last night wow North Carolina is awful and I'm not sure they even belong in the tournament the fight in Steve Forbes demolished them last night even if the final looked close two and three last night we're heavier on the NBA tonight. This is Green on Green, brought to you by Ingles Markets. Low prices, love the savings. Number 23, Creighton is a four-point favorite tonight at Seton Hall. It was a slow start to the year for a Creighton team that many thought would be a legit Final Four contender this year. The Blue Jays absolutely blew out Seton Hall when they played this game earlier this year, 83-61. to I don't see any reason that that same isn't going to happen tonight. Creighton's up to 12th in the Ken Palm rankings, and that is with them being the 12th, unluckiest team in college basketball according to Ken Baum. They're heating up at the right time but Vegas isn't giving them the credit they deserve yet. I'll take Creighton, give the four, they win going away. To the NBA, the Sacramento Kings are a nine-point favorite tonight at Houston over-unders 240. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I gave you the same pick a couple nights ago and it covered easily on both sides. No reason to think the same won't hold true tonight with the second game back for De'Aaron Fox and the Rockets still being absolutely dreadful defensively. Kings win in a romp. I'll lay the nine. I'm going over 240. The Golden State Warriors are a two and a half point dog at Portland tonight over under 234 and a half. The Warriors are third in the NBA in pace over the last 10 games, and I look for that to continue tonight in Portland. With no use of Nurkic for the Blazers, look for both of these teams to play small and fast, which will easily carry the over. Now, who wins that's a little tougher to figure out the Warriors are absolutely awful on the road 7 and 20 away from the bay this year but Portland hadn't exactly been a juggernaut at home either I do look for Damian Lillard to get whatever he wants, but I don't think it's enough. Look for a big back and forth between him and Jordan Poole, and this should be a rare watchable late game in the NBA. Give me the Warriors plus two and a half. They went out right, and this game goes over 234 and a half. For more, follow us on all the social medias at the Sportsocracy. And as always, Green on Green is brought to you by Ingles Markets. Love the savings with Ingles. Love the winnings with me. it out.
0: He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets and Fred Anderson
2: Nissan of Asheville. Live in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400 and everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, we are the Sportsocracy. Don't forget to see us every time we're live here in the Ingle studio on YouTube. Just go to the sportsocracy.com Click that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. You can join us in the chat. Plus, you get those alerts whenever we are live. And it is Super Bowl week. We continue our breakdown of the game as the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles will kick it off. At 6.30 on Sunday. And don't forget, you can join us in the sportsocracy at the Village Porch, 41 North Merriman Avenue. We will be hanging out there in the afternoon, all through the evening, throughout the halftime show as well.
1: Uh, I may need silence for that. I,
2: i'm uh, oh good lord i mean ne- i may need silence my girlfriend's going to be on the halftime show and i've and and i need some oh respect. yeah okay?
1: I, I i can't wait for the rihanna halftime show really looking forward to two years from now when we get taylor swift that'll be awesome best halftime shows is what we're going to be doing in the daily
2: draft today at the top of the five o'clock hour and Tank somehow has that.
1: already lost and he's only made one pick not true not even kind it's, of it's, it's almost hard to wrap your brain around. And I can't wait to see how long it takes before he takes Coldplay. Or yeah. the red hot chili peppers. It won't be long. It won't be long. Ugh. Ugh.
2: Greatest halftime shows of all time. Daily draft coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour. But let's talk about the actual game. So yesterday we talked about the Eagles offense against the Chiefs defense. Now today let's do the flip side. Chiefs' offense against the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense is number two in the league behind
1: the San Francisco 49ers. They and it's weird how easy that is to do when you play the New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears and the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Ta- I could keep doing this, but I think you get my point. Mm-hmm. There is one big part of this game that I have laughed at all week long, that every Philadelphia Eagle fan that likes to call me and say, oh, you're going to eat crow when we beat Kansas City senseless," Hey, give me the good team you've beaten so far. The entire year. All right. So, uh, you could win. Never know. Dreams do come true. But this misnomer of how good Darius Slay is, is one of the most comically misguided things I've heard in a long time. Please do explain. I've been, you've been teasing this for a week now
2: that this is going to be the game where Patrick Mahomes is going to
1: expose Darius Slay. How many games from week nine, week nine, they played Houston. He was very good. Uh, One target, no receptions allowed on him. How many times from week nine on has Darius Slay had even a starter level grade? that's nine games mm-hmm. how many times has he even been starter level i would say at least 10 it's twice it'd be hard to what? do it it'd be hard to do it 10 times in nine games but that math don't math and i get it <laughs> math is hard uh he had two starter level games one was against the tennessee titans the other was against the chicago bears awesome and this is based on what this is pff coverage grade there's really no other way to quantify it. So the the dirty little secret of Darius Slay has been teams don't throw at him a lot. Mm-hmm. And the first few weeks, specifically that game against Minnesota, where he had two interceptions, he was really good. Do you know the last game he had an interception in? No. He had one against the Giants in in the the week 18 game. Okay. Other than that, he hadn't had one since week five. All right. I'm not telling you he's a terrible player. He has really struggled with bigger receivers. He's also struggled with speed because he's the faster of the two. What does that tell you? Who's he going to get? When you look at how how Kansas City runs their offense, Mm -hmm. who exactly are you going to put Darius Slate on? Because they don't play this is not they play sides. He's played right corner, he's played left corner, he's doesn't play much in the slot, mm-hmm. but so that means he's probably not gonna get Juju because so Juju plays what? most of his in the slot. Kadarius Toney, M V S. Or M V S. That's the one that scares me. If you told me right now he spent seventy percent of his his snaps on M V S, uh I will guarantee you that Valdez Cantling is the leading receiver for the uh Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, okay. I think they'll pick on him. Bradbury can't keep up with him. That's who would make more sense, but it's it's more likely that he's going to see probably Justin Watson because he does play on the outside a lot. So that tells me that I'm going to have little Darius Slay, who's, I mean, uh, facts don't care about your feelings. Uh, he is not he's a little. big guy. Yeah, MVS is 6'4", 210, and runs about a four three eight forty. 840. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. And they really don't like providing safety help. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see it really, really fast. For me, it jumps off. When I watch Philadelphia, it jumps off of people just don't throw at him. And it's it's not really because they're scared. You got better matchups at times with James Bradbury. You really got better matchups with tight ends or running backs. And you never played really good. Do you know the list of quarterbacks that they played the entire year? It's a whole lot of Daniel Jones and Andrew Dalton and Dak, Dak Prescott. That's the high yep, side. Yep. Justin Fields, Malik Willis. There was an Aaron Rodgers in there. There was a Kirk Cousins in there. In week two. In prime time, and Kirk Cousins was absolutely awful. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sitting here telling you that they had nothing to do with Philadelphia, but this misnomer that Darius – I had somebody tell me the other day Darius Slay was the best corner in the NFL. He's one of them. and once i got done laughing uh i realized oh good lord you were serious because <laughs> that is really 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 wrong he
2: is one of them big play slay he is uh he's a very physical corner
1: big play I, slay I, with I four he has four interceptions the entire year so i mean that's, uh, that's not big play slay to me that's <laughs> I've, I've seen what he is for many years. And mm-hmm. I'm not telling you he's not good. No, There's just this misnomer that, oh, Philadelphia's got these two lockdown corners. No, they have a really good pass rush, and they have played some horrendous lines. Now, you were talking yesterday about Kansas City using the wide nine. And they barely ever do that. Philadelphia does. And I will say, I think Philadelphia has an advantage on the ends. When it's Andrew Wiley, Orlando Brown against a, a slew of pass rushers, whether it's Hassan Reddick, um no Brandon matter Graham does matter who they throw at you yeah they have some really good pass rushers the problem is nobody has heated up Pat Mahomes all year long oh they've given up so many pressures yeah what do they what do they result in that's the problem with Pat Mahomes is that I told you yesterday how discrepant Jalen Hurts was under pressure yeah Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes did not have that problem because he's got over a 90 quarterback rating when being pressured I'm not telling you he's better under pressure, but he's better under pressure than practically any quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you have these two stalwart corners that everybody makes this out to be. Yeah, see, I... And I'd, Philly, Philly, the podcast, I, you know what? That's points. Slay's like number eight or nine uh, uh, in the uh, in the top ten corners. Sure. I, I would agree with that. Sure. I, I would 100% agree with that. The problem is that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is like the definition of the receiver he can't deal with, and you don't have another opportunity. I also saw. He said we lost our starting slot and safety within within that time frame. Exactly. Exactly. When it was just on him, and that's and I'm reading tea leaves here. That is what it seems to me that Jonathan Gannon is going to try to do in this game. Of you don't have any one receiver that really scares us, mm-hmm. so we have to play the matchups and and avoid Bradbury winding up on MBS because he will burn him like toast. If you, I mean, you can jam him and probably keep him from hurting you that much, but if he gets over the top on you, Bradbury's cooked. Straight foot speed, you're not going to no that. shot. Right. So you'll have to play him slightly off. Mm-hmm. And Pat Mahomes has shown he will eat that a lot. You got Avante Maddox back there. You got C.J. Gardner Johnson. And what? where I was headed with this was, and I got to give Philly, Philly the podcast here. It, you beat me to it. When he didn't have the safety help, he didn't look like the same guy. You can't have safety help with, Philadelphia, with with Kansas City. They will kill you. They will absolutely annihilate you with Travis Kelsey because he's too fast for linebackers and he's too big for safeties. And, and I'm looking at Andy Reid. I'm looking at Eric I me going, okay, I see this. I really struggle to believe that you don't. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I want. I want you to give me Bradbury Slay on an island and, and try to double bracket Kelsey – Whatever the case, man. However it is, you want to do this. Mm-hmm. If you're going to try to shut down Travis Kelsey, that's cool. Because this is what Kansas City's done all year long. I don't care about your your two corners. I've got Juju in the slot. I've got Kadarius Tony. I can do whatever with. And I don't think this is the the advantage that Philadelphia seems to be playing it off to me. See,
2: I I feel like Philadelphia has the advantage. At just about every position in this game, other than quarterback and tight
1: end, there's not another group that I look at and go, "Kansas City's better than Philadelphia." I think the D line is way closer than you think, and I would take Phil and I would take Kansas City's linebackers and wouldn't think about it twice. That's... Nick Bolton's better than anybody you have. It's and I agree, but it's still the weakest group.
2: It's the weakest group that both teams have. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not the you know. I I, I don't have the, the 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 crystal ball to tell you how this is gonna go. I look at Philadelphia. I realize they didn't play a great schedule this year. They played an awful schedule. I get it. But they were still pretty damn dominant all year long. And I don't know that it's that big of a that big of a change. That they're going to have to face a top offense.
1: So you don't think just, there's a big difference between the New Orleans Saints and that's the, not what
2: I'm saying. What I'm saying is I don't think it's going to matter that much. This system still works regardless
1: of the power of the offense you're going against. And see, that's what's that's what's getting me. Is okay. So uh, I'll 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 give you an example. If I buy a new car and i tell you how fast this car is and the only thing i ever race are huffy bicycles and kids on skateboards are you really seeing how fast this is or am i just faster than something that can't keep up with me i haven't seen you do this all year but look what they did against justin jefferson go back and watch that tape Mm -hmm. it wasn't that justin jefferson wasn't open they got in his face they got in his head and then they got in Kirk cousin's head and he couldn't do anything I'll give you credit. That was a brilliant game plan. You're not doing that to Pat Mahomes. Uh, I saw a Philly cheesesteak in the comments said, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is washed. Okay, let's play a fun game. There have been two teams that Kansas City has played this year that in terms of the makeup of the defense, they look similar to me. Okay. San Francisco, Cincinnati. In terms of how they're going to defend me. Okay. Do you know what Marquez Valdez-Scantling did in those two games? What's that? He had six catches for 116 yards and a touchdown against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had two for 71 the first time they played, and he had three for a buck 11 against San Francisco. Yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what I wanted to hear somebody say. Well, none of these receivers are ain't good. That's the point. Your Darius Slay is great when you have a Terry McLaurin or somebody that's vaguely his size, and I know exactly what I'm doing. I don't have to throw it, Darius Slay if I don't want to. But if I get the matchup I want, I know that safety is shielding over on Travis Kelsey and he's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, slingshot, engage. MVS, go. Go fast, go now. And I'm going to do it early, and then I'm going to put you on your – because all I've got to do is get up. Mm-hmm. If I'm Kansas City th- – this is the way I've at this game the entire week. And you know what? I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But if you're telling me Kansas City gets the ball, they come out and score quick, Philadelphia goes three and out, Kansas City goes down and scores again, this ball game's over. They go down 14 Other this game's over, and it could get ugly. I would agree with that. And that's Andy whole
2: goal. Yeah, because you're taking Philadelphia out of their game. Because they win
1: one way. Yeah. Kansas City doesn't do that. No matter what you give me, I can take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. Now, there are game scripts where I'm completely wrong, and I'm not egotistical enough to tell you, that, that I don't see the possibility that it goes that way. This becomes a back and forth. Mm-hmm. Philly really tries to grind this out. The problem is I've looked at this as, all right, let's say I'm calling the plays. I'm going to go at Darius Slay as quickly as I can. The first shot I get, I'm going to take a shot on him. Mm-hmm. And so help me God, you put seven guys in the box. I'll call out that I'm going to do it because I don't think there's anything you can do to stop me. But it's this this idea that it's this big vaunted juggernaut defense. No, it's not. It's very good at squishing bad competition. You ain't played a quarterback like this all year long. Mm-hmm. And what's that old uh, the old saying? Uh, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. You're about to see something that I could make an argument this combination of players has never seen before. There's no way to explain to you. When you've been going up against Daniel Jones and Justin Fields and all these quarterbacks that are wildly inaccurate, you make some of the mistakes I've seen on tape, they will kill you. Now, could you come in with a game plan that that messes with them? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This could be a back and forth. But I'm telling you, if I was the one scripting these plays, I could practically tell you what my first 15 is going to look like. There is no question that Patrick
2: Mahomes is the most dangerous weapon in this game. It's not debatable. No need to spend time on it. The question is, can he still be that dangerous if he's not being protected like he has been against other teams, which is where I think Philadelphia is going to assert some advantage in this game. We'll talk about that up next here on the ESPN Asheville.
6: At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday night rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
4: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
2: If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch.
1: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663
0: the sportsocracy I up son
5: I up
2: the kansas city chiefs offense best in the league it's no question going up against the number two defense in the league in the philadelphia eagles Six thirty is the kickoff on sunday and we will be at the Village Porch, 41 North Merriman Avenue, you are more than welcome to come on down and join us for all of the libations. The uh, I was door. there last
1: night. It sounds like uh, my arm might get a a, a workout. The, the there, there might be some uh, might be some quarterback challengey things happening out in the old parking lot. You said George has got some uh, prizes and stuff for us to give away while we're out there in the the
2: sportsocracy takeover for the big game at the Village Porch, 41 North Merriman Avenue this Sunday. Please come on out and join us. We would love to see you and, uh, you know, enjoy the game. Here's the thing. Patrick Mahomes, like I said, he's the best weapon in this game. It's not even close. He's the best weapon in the game of football that we've ever seen. The more and more I keep thinking about what he has accomplished over the last five years of being a starter with the Kansas City Chiefs, I've been a number one saying you can't put him in the GOAT talk yet. But I need to stop. Uh, I need yes. to stop. Yes, it maybe, do. <laughs> I mean, I've finally come to the realization, like if he wins this Super Bowl, uh, yep, that'll be two Super Bowls in five years. You've hosted the AFC championship game all of those years. It's hard to argue with a start like that and then tackle on the fact that he's only 26 years old and he's got many, many more years ahead of him. I'm not worried about the ankle. I'd, somebody mentioned in the comments I'm about not. the high ankle sprain. I mean, yes. Could he be hobbled? Absolutely. Hobbled,
1: I would struggle to believe.
2: you. It, and when I say hobbled, I mean, it's, it's just going to be he's going to be less explosive than he normally is. It's going to cut down on some of the get outside the pocket and create with the sidearm throws and the behind the backs and the no looks and whatever else he can pull out of his little bag of tricks. But I think it will matter. I think it will matter because this is a, this front for the Philadelphia Eagles, they can get home. Against
1: this offensive line, Kansas City. Chiefs How many times has Pat Mahomes been sacked all year long? Uh, I don't know, eight. That is Did the worst. I nail it? That is the worst guess of all time. Been sacked twenty nine times okay. all year. All right. He's played against who are the best defenses in the NFL? Uh, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Uh, played San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty-five of thirty-four, four hundred and twenty-three yards, three touchdowns. They breathed on him once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a that's a pretty good pass rushing team. That's really built a lot like Philadelphia. Uh, somebody asked in the comments, who has a a cornerback that's I, I didn't say they did. I didn't say they did. Their goal was to get after you with four. So what San Francisco tried to do because that's what they
2: do. Oh, it was name me a name me a cornerback that plays for San Francisco or Cincinnati that's as
1: good as Darius. Slay. Well, Chavarius Ward would like a uh, he would like a, a word. I didn't say he's as good, but he's. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm talking about Sauce Gardner and and uh, Jeff Akuda here. So right, it's not that discrepancy. No, it's not. I and think it, that's the thing that's rubbed me so wrong, is that you're making this out like you have. Sauce Gardner and Darrell Reeves in his prime out here. That's not what this is. No, but it's not far off from Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Yeah, I, mean, I would. I mean, I would say I mean, it's probably better best, than that. I think
2: that was the best tandem in in the league, or one of the best tandems. In the, the highest league. rated tandem in the
1: league. Yeah, and James Bradbury and Darius Slayer right there with them. My my point is is that as I went down this rabbit hole, the thing I noticed. The better the defense they played, the better Pat Mahomes was. Mm-hmm. Because when they come up against these teams that want to get after you and are good at getting after you, because they played several. Of them, they played Denver twice. Uh, San Francisco, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Indianapolis beat them. That was back before we realized that they were just awful and they were at least halfway healthy at that point. He was good in every one of those games except mm-hmm. Indy. Mm-hmm. And that was on the road, and I still can't really wrap my brain
2: around what that was. So does he have does he have the magic in him to continue the streak of great play in big games, or is he gonna have the grumper that he's had for the past three or four seasons? There's always been one uh, game.
1: There was uh it was in the Super Bowl against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Uh second half of Cincinnati last year in the AFC championship game called. That that was not a good showing.
1: Uh, no but the first half called where he had i think 230 yards in the first half
2: yeah and then
1: they did figure him out in the second half, right and lou anarumo put the schemes out Mm -hmm. there
2: and just kind of i don't want to say befuddled him but i mean it it it, it, obviously the second half adjustments made played a major role in cincinnati coming back and winning that game
1: and if it wasn't for joe burrow being special that's still one i don't see that with jalen hurts i've never seen it Mm mm-hmm somebody said oh they've won multiple different ways what because they had because he had four 300 yard passing games against three of the four worst defenses in the league mm-hmm. that, that is technically that ain't winning here.
2: in multiple ways that is technically winning in multiple ways <sighs> okay. when jalen yep. hurts can be the the star of the team and get it done with his arm it, it takes away a little bit but no i mean the the point here is that philadelphia they want to run the ball. That's that. That's their a number mm-hmm. one goal. They are the most efficient team in the NFL at running the football. They've also become one of the most efficient teams at stopping the run over the last nine, ten weeks of the season. Against
1: two, exactly? See that's I mean, where a all Dallas of this. Fu- in there somewhere. See this There's... is where all of this falls apart, and it's so comical to me because we do this. I watch this in college football every single year. All right, we talk about a TCU. Of, well, their defense was 12th in the country in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of these teams are good. And yet I get here and I get nothing but hate. Well, you're just a hater. No, I'm making a point here of, yeah, it's not that hard to make your defense look so good. When you play the worst schedule in the league, you had legit – this is not an opinion. Facts don't care about your feelings. You had the easiest trip to get here in NFL history. Mm-hmm. I can give you two different analytical formulas that will confirm what I just said.
2: Uh, somebody, I think it might have been no smiles in the in the comments uh, said, That the Philadelphia Eagles are the first team since the 85 Bears to win their first two playoff games by 24 points or more. Okay, but they played a San Francisco team that did not have a quarterback. Uh,
1: By the end, it was, hey, could we play Christian McCaffrey at quarterback?
2: And they played Daniel Jones in the New York Giants. uh,
1: who You can just stack the box against Saquon Barkley and achieve what you wanted to achieve. And I'm not – I think where this is coming the wrong way is I'm telling you what I'm seeing. What you have done over the course of the year, if you try to do that against Kansas City, they're going to blow your doors off. Am I sitting here saying that there's not an adjustment that they could? No. They could come out and do nothing that I've seen because they didn't have to. But if you have this belief that you're going to just rush four, leave Darius Slay and James Bradbury out on islands, and, well, Pat Mahomes will never be able to figure that out, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen him do it. I watched San Francisco do that. And they got absolutely annihilated. That's the only defense I've seen that's equitable to yours statistically. Mm -hmm. He demolished them because you didn't have a second act. And that's what scares me. When I say Philadelphia can't win multiple ways, if you get down 14, do you have a prayer of winning this game?
3: I would say no.
1: That's all you have is a prayer. You would need a lot to go right. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and as a as a gambler, that's, that's what I do. I'm playing the percentages. And I can see a multitude of ways that Kansas City offensively can do things that you have not seen. Could you adjust? Sure. I think Jonathan Gannon's a really smart coach. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not that high on Nick Sirianni, but I do have to give him credit that you've hired really, really well. But what I see is a definite Kansas City lean when they have the ball. It's the Sportsocracy here
2: on ESPN Asheville. Coming up next, we'll get weird. Since man-created roads,
1: they've been looking for ways to get off-road and vehicles to take them there. That's where Outlaw Off-Road comes in. A premier off-road center for Jeeps, trucks, and SUVs with a complete lineup of off-road and overland services, including maintenance and repair to make your vehicle all that it can be. Check out their location right here in Western North Carolina at 85 Avery Creek Road. Call them today at 828-974. 48480 or visit them on the web at the outlawoffroad.com
7: Our communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank We're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local home trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage.
0: On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida,
2: and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. all hey, right Jeremy, you love to play the fun game of name that state.
1: Florida. uh Bingo. Uh, it's really not a fun game <laughs> when it's always Florida. Well, of course it's always Florida cuz I mean, okay.
2: You okay? They do we do st- know they
1: do stuff different right. in Florida.
2: Right, we all know. Uh the This is just hilarious to me. So Tom Brady made his, of course, his retirement video. And there was a guy that actually went out and did did the configuring of the YouTube video that he put out announcing his retirement on the beach and claims to have captured the retirement sand. The sand on which Tom Brady sat or knelt down as he was making his emotional farewell fourteen second uh I'm not doing the big long email thing again. I'm just saying goodbye. Bottled it and is trying to sell it on eBay. For a hundred thousand dollars. For a hundred thousand dollars. Ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety dollars. And here's the the funnier part of this to me is that people are treating this like, like actual news organizations are treating this like that price means anything. If you've taken a look at anything on eBay in the last four years, I didn't know
1: eBay still exists.
2: It gets listed for these crazy amounts, but it never, it never pays off. So this guy he puts up the bids or he puts up the the the, the auction. 99 thousand nine hundred dollars is the asking price for the bottle of retirement sand from the beach where Tom Brady made his video. and it got some it got a little action had a little bit of action for the first couple of days. I don't know what's happened since then. Maybe it's eBay going, yeah, nobody's paying this. You can't list it at $99,000 anymore. But now you go to the actual listing of the bottled sand. Would you like to take a guess at the current uh, starting bid price for the bottle of sand? $8. It's A little higher than that. $18. $18 six hundred and seventy seven
1: dollars and how many bids has it gotten in the last week zero i'm actually shocked but i'm shocked somebody hasn't gone oh i have to have that maybe people are smarter than i give them credit for i would hope so
2: because when i first saw ninety nine thousand dollars went. there's no chance there's no chance anybody's going to spend that kind of money on a bottle of sand that Tom Brady may or may not have touched with his feet, with probably with shoes on. Like, I could see you getting more for sand that maybe Tom Brady went to the bathroom in. Uh, I w- that would make more sense to me than this is the
1: exact sand. So stupid. I don't claim to be a movie producer that's good i don't think you've ever i don't made claim a feature to be film. i i don't claim to even be a movie savant we know that f- but there true. is there is something trending on twitter and now i know why and this is your next big hollywood blockbuster okay we have told you about a movie that we are awaiting with bated breath cocaine bear cocaine bear Starring Ray Liotta, and it's about a bear that found a big bag of cocaine in the uh, in the in the forest, and for about seventy five minutes, he was the most dangerous creature on the planet. Well, a few days ago, the sequel is already being written. Oh, gosh. this is from wellington new zealand new zealand police said wednesday they found more than three tons of cocaine floating in a remote part of the pacific ocean after it was dropped there by an international drug smuggling syndicate i have read this i have i have digested it cocaine chart let's go let's go that's the next one it's the it's the it's the greatest quadrology since sharknado no doubt new zealand police commissioner andrew Coster said that that it had been dropped at a floating transit point in 81 bales before it was intercepted by a navy ship do you know how much that's worth no 316 million dollars wow it's enough and this is from Coster again there was enough to service the Australian market for a full year, and this would be more than New Zealand would use in 30 years. Wow. And I just feel, look, the script writes itself. We dropped 82 bales, one bale was missing, and now we have the apex fish. Cocaine shark. Cocaine shark. Coming to theaters near you. <laughs>
2: uh how many cocaine animal uh movies will there be that's that's a great question oh there's question
1: uh, well i mean there's i I feel like it would you miss the opportunity to really have the two scariest ones when when it was cocaine bear, because you could have had cocaine bird (laughs) or cocaine squirrel cocaine squirrel and those that i mean that's an apex predator right there that but hey because they're fast and they can fly bear can't fly bear climb a tree
2: bear can't fly you think the bear can't fly (laughs) that bear probably could until he goes full casey jones driving that train high on cocaine and then yep, uh cocaine bear he flies he flies as well that the more and more i watch it the more and the more and more i watch the trailer
1: the more and more i want to see the movie oh the more
2: and more i know it's gonna be terrible
1: oh this is this is like sharknado meets napoleon dynamite meets troll 2 i don't know what that is i know both of those words but i don't know them together I, i i am so dumbfounded at how unbelievably stupid this movie has to be but i am so amped to see it and now i i just want it to be known that i put it into the universe that in the summer of 2024, we need a uh, cocaine shark. You won't get back in the water.
2: The Kansas City Chiefs offense versus the Philadelphia Eagles defense. I said this yesterday with the, the reverse breakdown, and I'm going to say it again about this one. I think this is another one where the game is won in the trenches where you have Philadelphia's number one offensive line that doesn't really have a weakness on it other than the hyper-extended elbow of uh, Landon Dickerson up against the Kansas City front, which is good. It's just not, to me, it's not as good as Philadelphia's front on the defense. and It's close. But you look at the Kansas City offensive line and they do have weaknesses. The interior is best best in the league, league. not close. Best in the league. The tackles, on the other hand, eh. I mean, they have given up the most pressures of any other offensive tackle tandem in the league. Because
1: you can't attack them up the middle. Mm -hmm. It blows my mind that nobody finishes that sentence. Well, their tackles have given up the most because pre- yeah, they have the best three, uh, the, the th- best three interior alignment in the league. Mm-hmm. Creed Humphrey
2: is, uh, according to PFF, Creed Humphrey number one center in the league. Joe Tooney is sixth amongst left guards, and Trey Smith is eleventh against right guards. Sure, you can't you can't get pressure up the middle on this team. Okay, but you can get pressure on the outsides. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia doesn't have that though. You look at Philadelphia's offensive line, and they're pretty solid all across the board. I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna trot out Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick, and I'm going to eat
1: Andrew Wiley's lunchbox all game long. And so all I do is give help because I have one of the best pass blocking running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. I I just it, I can do that with anything that you're getting ready to say. I can also go. Okay, so you've got this tremendous front that allows. Who's the best defense tackle you played all year? Leonard Williams. That that where you that where you headed with me? Because I'm bringing out Chris Jones, mm-hmm. uh, who you have seen nothing like all year long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not saying it's not going to be a challenge. I'm just saying advantage Philadelphia. I feel like I've heard that all week long of, oh, Philadelphia has all of these advantages. And it's just, that's not what I see. It is not what I see. I And, and look, I'm not backing off anything I've said all year long. I told you three months ago, whoever comes out of the AFC, iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And you will have gone through a gauntlet. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, played the Teletubbies and they had one day at Barney's <laughs> Ranch. And that was, uh, that's how you got here. Mm-hmm so yeah that 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 means a lot to me. I mean I hate to use the college reference again, but how many times have we seen because everybody what the 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 back and forth that I go through is well that means Philadelphia's fresh and okay how many times have I seen a team go into the into the college football playoff against Alabama Georgia whatever the case may be they've been playing just it's been a a gauntlet all year long. And then you trot out little TCU and they get beat sixty five to seven. I'm not trying to compare Philadelphia to. to, to that's, that's not what I'm saying. Thank you. The schedule you've played is very, very similar. Very, very similar. Look, Kansas City lets teams stay close. That, that's mm-hmm. been a knock on them all year long. Mm-hmm. So, am I sitting here telling you it's going to be fifty eight to six? No, but I think it's going. What you're rooting for. Oh, 100%. I'm for
2: it. it's a, it's 100%. It's 100% what, for. what I'm
1: rooting for because I like being right more than I like yeah. being alive. Because
2: you've said it time and time again. Oh, this is going to be a bloodbath. Again, I can't get there. I, I just can't get to the point where this is a bloodbath. Do I see the path where Patrick Mahomes is super special and this team ends up beating Philadelphia? Absolutely. Could they win this game by two scores? Sure. But I don't see they'll just be able to do whatever they want Against this Philly defense, the the Philly defense is one of the best in the league. I think it's very very close with San Francisco, and it's gonna Who, be something Kansas that Kansas
1: City annihilated. Sure, but I also believe that's that the this part team that can can nobody keep up on the scoreboard. Well, uh, okay, so ask yourself this: We've talked about this all year long. Of we would never hire defensive coaches. Because at this point, good offense beats good defense. Yes. Well, I have the best offense in the league. Mm-hmm. And yet, what everyone has tried to tell me is, oh, there's such an advantage for Philadelphia's defense. Well, that's funny because you can't give me one example where that has bared itself out all year long. Not any team, not one time has that bared itself out. Because San Francisco, best defense in the league. They lost to virtually every good offense they played. Virtually every time they played a high-level quarterback. And yes, I'm including Philadelphia in that. Mm-hmm you lost Mm -hmm. maybe i undervalue the defense it's entirely possible at this point i it's not as cut and dry as i look at it who has the better quarterback but that's one two and four for me and it's kansas city and it's not close Mm -hmm. three things i ask in every game what are they who has the better coach kansas city not close Mm -hmm. who has the better quarterback yep kansas city not close who's at home neither of you neither of you but kansas city is wearing the whites
2: which is important to some people 16 of the last 19
1: super bowl winners were wearing white right it's also
2: what was it since 2013 no team has won the super bowl after they won the coin toss hot
1: i only have one of those and I will give it to you Friday in our Super Bowl Spectacular with uh, Asheville Police Chief David Zach, And it's a prop bet. And, and to be really honest with you, it hurts me that I'm even going to say it out loud. But I'm going to. Only once in the last
2: nine years has the Madden simulation correctly predicted who's going to win. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. Although, if you are one of those that does care about that, bad news. Because the Madden Simulation, they picked the
6: Philadelphia Eagles to win. You are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Did you know that Ingalls sells more organics than any other grocery store? Or that they run their own dairy? Or that they only serve USDA Choice and Prime Meat? Or that they donate 3,956 meals a day to local food banks? Well, now you do. It's all in the bag.
4: Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process.
1: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road, Nashville, or call them at 828-365-1663.
2: We are back in the sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. Yes, we're all uh we're all waiting with anticipated For a cocaine shark. For a cocaine shark. For, no doubt.
1: No, it's it's for prop bet Palooza on Friday. Uh, oh, and I've got some absolute bangers. Color of the Gatorade. I don't think I've ever been more confident on a stupid prop bet in my life. Orange? No. No. You had to tune in Friday and find Interesting. out. Get Interesting. Get your uh, get your wagers in at old, uh, betus.com. Use our promo code Sportsocracy, and they'll give you 125% of whatever you put in in free bets that you can use on prop Palooza. Right. Jalen Hurts rushing yards. I saw
2: this one yesterday. 50 and a half. If he goes over, they win.
1: I will say he goes under. And I don't necessarily think that has a. I don't know that don't that has it a has huge... A I would care way more about Miles Sanders or mm-hmm. or Kenny Gainwell, mm-hmm. whichever one winds up, which is so stupid that I even have to ask that question. If Jalen's
2: doing the damage with his legs, it, it, it to me, it would tell me kind of how the, the theme of the game went. The game script, if you will. Jalen Hurts is getting it done on the ground, then... It's not good news for Kansas City, in my opinion. And bad news for Kansas City is one score game. As long as it's a one score game, I mean the way, it, just based on the way that Jeremy has been beating the drum of
1: blowout. Well, I, I'm, I've seen public narrative. I, I mean, look. I, I i say this often vegas is the greatest truth serum they haven't moved this number an iota in two weeks mm-hmm. they're getting peppered with philadelphia eagle wagers what does that tell you they feel pretty confident they're on the right side i'd this. say they're also getting a, a quite a bit of action on patrick Mahomes, though i mean because our prop, pers- bet, prop bets don't it doesn't even move the needle doesn't matter do not no, no, no. Inve- that's what i'm saying I'm, I'm saying on the line of on the, the action on the game 35 percent. that's it 35 65 philadelphia hmm. it is a heavy philadelphia lane yeah and the fact that vegas is doing absolutely nothing to to potentially curb the bleeding on that tells me about everything i need to know so to readjust that they would go to a pick well, no, Philadelphia's the favorite. Philadelphia's a one point favorite. Well, one and a half point favorite. So you would have adjusted. If you were really afraid, because this is a handle that is unlike anything else we see, this is 10 times any other action they see in every sports book, every everything. Right. And it's actually drastically more than that. If you were afraid that you were on the wrong side of this, or that you had the number wrong, there would have been some form of market correction mm-hmm. when you have this much action going on Philadelphia. Look, Vegas has been wrong before, just like I have. Uh, neither one of us are enough to say, well, that didn't go how we thought it would. Yeah. I mean, they were, they were a favorite against Tampa Bay.
2: And then remember how the Tampa Bay defense was just so all over Patrick Mahomes. He couldn't do anything. He got hit like eight times in that game. And do I, see it going, do I see it going that way this time for Philadelphia? No, not necessarily. But I won't be shocked.
1: I'll tell you another element of this because I get this poll every single week. Vegas has had Kansas City better than Philadelphia all year long. But Philadelphia's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you? Vegas is real good at this. And they are really good at people at getting people to do things based on how they set lines. Yep. I haven't talked to one person that said that line made sense that that was a heavy gambler like me Mm -hmm.
2: divine comedy in the youtube comments is my take on the super bowl this is the perfect matchup between the two roster buildings two roster building strategies KC builds around the superstar quarterback philly has a stacked roster around the good rookie quarterback the question will be
1: answered i can't tell you it's a definitive but the fact that philadelphia has gotten here tells me i mean it's altered the way i evaluate quarterbacks of okay, in the right system, this could work. And I there are a lot of those. All right, coming up after the Sports
2: Center update, it'll be time for the daily draft. What are the best Super Bowl halftime shows that we've seen? He's a degenerate gambler. You
0: are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless, but somehow they make it work. Jeremy Green tank spencer there's no holding back in the sportsocracy presented by ingles supermarkets and fred anderson
2: nissan of asheville it is the sportsocracy and this is espn asheville 92.9 fm 880 a.m and 1400 wednesday of super bowl week don't forget to join us this sunday at the village porch we will be celebrating the big game the uh, the you know the 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 ultimate ending of this 2022 2023 NFL season 41 North Merriman Avenue is the address there's going to be door prizes there's going to be drink specials Jeremy's going to be behind the bar for a certain amount of time we're not sure how long he's going to make I would say it. it's going
1: to be less than we think uh 100% hey I, I was the worst bartender in the history of the world I don't like people nearly enough and the way i deal with people and what makes me like them more is by drinking which you can't do in this statewide right so you see you see how it's a vicious cycle right jeremy's just
2: gonna go mullet maker mullet maker mullet maker okay we're good and you good. want anything else ask mary hey <laughs> yes uh but uh, we'll be at 41 north merriman avenue for the big game come on down and join us is going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, I am going to need some silence, though. A little, little reverence. Yep, you're not getting that for <sighs> the glory that will be my girlfriend, Rihanna, on the halftime
1: show. Yep. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I couldn't care less if I tried.
2: There's going to be uh there it, it there will be a giant uh, Wakanda forever display. I'm sure. She had the big hit song in the in the movie, so I'm pretty sure we're going to see a lot of Black Panther theatrics and laser shows and all that kind of stuff. Probably a little touching Chadwick Boseman, uh tribute at some point during all of it, uh, and then I'm really hoping that she goes she goes full on
1: bad girl. At Sports Think ESPN, gotcha. Hey you're you're looking way more you're you're looking way more forward to this than i am uh 100%. i couldn't name three rihanna songs if you if you gave me a thousand dollars for everyone i got right right i think i could name more taylor swift songs than i could rihanna probably could frankly i wish rihanna was singing the national anthem and we had chris stapleton at halftime that would be a good show That's... it would be a good show as well um
2: all right best halftime super bowl shows That you've seen that's today's daily draft here in the sportsocracy coming to you from the Angles studio. You can join us, get your comments in on the best halftime shows you've seen in the YouTube comments, go to the sportsocracy.com. Click the live video link, subscribe to the channel, uh, and that will get you into the chat. We've seen a lot of great, uh, suggestions of halftime shows, but I have the number one pick and to me, there is one all time greatest halftime show. It's close, but it hadn't been close for many, many years. It's Prince. Prince's halftime show in 2007 was phenomenal. Remember it rained during the, during the game and during the halftime show. And the majority of it was just Prince up there with his guitar. Remember they dropped the big, uh, they, they had the big silhouette of him on the stage uh, i just thought it w- it had everything not to mention i mean one of the one of the best guitarist slash singers
1: in rock history yeah see for me number one is no doubt and it's not prince uh it was it's last not no year doubt. It, no doubt was horrible uh no 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 doubts okay <laughs> I, I i phrased that poorly it was Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Eminem last year. Yeah, That's the best one of all time, and to me it's not even close. And frankly, you'll never touch it again. Yeah. Unless you start responding Unless to my letters and you get uh, Creed back together and chuck them out there. <laughs> in, uh, well, that's never going to happen. In 2025.
2: Uh, I would be all in for uh, another suggestion that you've had a Luke Combs halftime show. Would that's be phenomenal. going
1: to happen. I feel very sure of it.
2: That would be phenomenal, but... It was good, don't get me wrong, but it also had its parts where I went, I don't Because
1: know. you don't like Kendrick Lamar because you're a thousand. Mm-hmm. And you don't. It, it was stupid. It's, oh, it's new, and I don't like you know. I you stupid kids and your baseball in my yard. Uh, Abe Simpson over here. It was a bad song. I couldn't tell what
2: the hell they were trying to do. It was. I had some kind of military dance routine going on with it. And oh, by the way, you gave us Fat Fifty Cent hanging upside down, which like was also fine. Stupid. Which was, was also absolutely fine. Stupid. I could have done without all of that. Give me the rest of it. I'm fine. It was Snoop, all awesome. Eminem, Dr. Dre, 100%.
1: It was all awesome. And I and frankly, the only way they will ever top it is by doing it again. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're going
2: last year's Pepsi Halftime Show with Dr. Dre and Eminem and Snoop Dogg.
1: Uh, I am. The next one is pretty obvious to me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Shakira and Jennifer Lopez a couple years ago. Dirt! That was phenomenal. Yes, it was. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was. And what, here's what's funny. I couldn't tell you any songs they did. No. I It's it's not really my kind of they music, did, they, they did. but it was such a great show. Shakira did the Hips Don't Lie thing. That's, I think, the only song of hers I know. Mm-hmm. And I really tried to take out the, do I like the music you do? Because I'm going to be really honest, this would have been a short draft for me. Uh, it would have been my first pick, and okay, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore because I don't like pop music mm-hmm. at all. So I had to take the whole show into it, which is what my next two picks are probably going to blow your mind a little bit. Okay.
2: All right. Well, you definitely, you definitely killed it. Uh, uh, yes. With, because with there's the the a drop pick. off a
1: cliff to me at this point.
2: You definitely, you definitely killed it with the Shakira pick. That was going to, that was going to be my number two because I knew you were going Dr. Dre. Um, Hmm I'm not gonna pull the trigger on that one just yet. Um I'm going Justin Timberlake. Twenty eighteen, Super Bowl fifty two. Justin Timberlake, I mean he he is he is one of the ultimate entertainers in the business.
1: And he you know, you can't really argue. I don't even remember it. You don't even remember nope. it. I looked at that one and went, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that in the least, and I, I can't quite put my yeah. finger on I mean, why. The, the, this, this is a problem that
2: we have with Jeremy and his uh, recollection of things, because by the time the halftime show rolls around, he seventeen is
1: a, domestic lights.
2: Uh, I was going to go over that, but yeah, this
1: is one of the days where it is socially acceptable to just start when your eyes open, and I do. There have
2: been so many of those shows where you just had, you're, you're you're just trying to throw too much out there. Like, remember the Aerosmith halftime show, and they brought out Britney Spears, and I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a part of that as well. And you just try to do too much. Sometimes when you have a great entertainer, all you need is that one. Prince is a great example of that. Justin Timberlake. He's a great example of that as well. So, yeah, the one in Minnesota back in 2018, to me, that's that's got to be my number two if I can't have Dr. Dre or Shakira. And then... And then... It's Lady Gaga from 2017. She did such a phenomenal job and just the theatrics that they had with her like flying around and, you know, throwing in the America tribute with the, you know, the, uh, America, the beautiful or whatever it was that she sang to open up that halftime show. She's just, she's somebody that I don't really like her music, but it's undeniable the talent that she has. And she absolutely killed
1: that halftime show. Well, um, you, you managed to give me my, top four lady gaga was my fifth okay the first one's janet jackson and justin timberlake and the sheer fact that i'm getting that at five it should guarantee that i have already won this and if it didn't the fact that i'm taking michael jackson in 1993 as my fourth pick uh all but confirms it because that's the one that ended we have marching bands at halftime and it's the first one i remember mm-hmm. the first one i remember was the gloria
2: estefan and the the Winter Olympics—that's what it was—the was Winter Olympics with Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill
1: ice skating. Yep, Ugh. I I don't remember that one in the least. So gross.
2: Michael Jackson was good. I just don't I don't I just don't remember much about it. Oh, it
1: was fantastic. It was fantastic. Now it wasn't the. It wasn't as made up of a show as it is now, mm-hmm. and that's the the one reason that I didn't take it until I did, but it was that was when you watched it and went, okay, uh, so this is a money-making opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson had to be on the list no at doubt. some point. And Justin- it was
1: fantastic, but nobody remembers it because they only Absolutely. remember the wardrobe malfunction. Right. just because of the cultural impact that it had. I will... Uh, and you know what? Name's on the door so I can say what I'm going to say. I will never in my life. When did that happen? 04? Yes. I-, I knew I was in high school, but I couldn't remember exactly when. Yeah. The amount of quote-unquote outrage about that is to this day one of the funniest things I've ever seen people do. That was the day that we, oh, so you have an opinion and you want to just say it and scream it from the rooftops? Cool. Uh, I watched the entire thing live. Didn't see it. I was in a room of 50 people. None of us saw it. Nope. I didn't know until the next day that it even happened. It was
2: just a blink of an eye. It was a blink of an eye, wardrobe malfunction, and it sent
1: everyone into a tizzy. And the amount of feigned outrage over that is, I swear to you, that started us on the path of, I saw something and I don't like it, and Mm -hmm. the fact that I don't like it means that you shouldn't like it. If you don't like it, you're a jerk. Absolutely. And that irks me to no end the Monday
2: after that Super Bowl was the worst day to be working in conservative talk radio
1: Uh, I have never did not stop I have never done that I never will and that is one of the reasons why because I can't fake like I care Mm -hmm. the fact that you got that's up that's fine you're it's your opinion you're entitled to it that show was phenomenal and it's always bothered me that that one moment that probably a tenth of a percent of people saw live it always overshadowed it so to me that was an easy yeah. choice yeah we had my to third
2: pick. we had to rewind it
1: on tebow that's not
2: ah, a tebow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the tebow back in 2004 uh all right so michael jack that was great uh great choice by you on the michael jackson part um I saw at least one other person mention this in the comments, and so I got to throw it out there because it was one of my personal favorite all-time Super Bowl halftime shows, 1997, where you had the Blues Brothers with John uh, John Goodman, Jim Belushi, and Dan Aykroyd. ZZ Top, James Brown were all part of it. They did Blues Brothers songs. It was you know the tribute to John Belushi and all of that. That, that was incredible to me because that was music that I was raised on. I was raised on the Blues Brothers and ZZ Top and James Brown, so it was phenomenal.
1: And then, and then twenty sixteen, Coldplay, Coldplay was the headliner. You and you have officially lost on that one. No,
2: because your hatred for Coldplay is so much that you can't, you don't, you forget the rest of that halftime show. Coldplay played. a a, a few songs they opened it and they closed it but in the midst of that you had beyonce and you had bruno mars in the height of the uh uptown funk thing that was a phenomenal show the production was incredible the music may not have been right down your alley with the opener but the meat
1: of that was a great show yeah uh but the the headliner was coldplay and Coldplay makes Nickelback look like the Rolling Stones. So, there's that. Yeah. Disagree. Oh, Coldplay's awful. I mean, I, I, I cannot figure out why anyone would do that to their ears. Coldplay is the one of five bands on the planet that I will say is worse than U2. Which the fact that they still make music and they they forced a CD on us by putting it on our cell phones mm-hmm. is just all the reason you ever needed to hate you two. Okay, you left me two here, and I didn't I didn't expect that. You know what? It, it wasn't. I you said Beyonce. I'm taking Beyonce by herself with the the, the Destiny's Child reunion. Hated it. I didn't at Absolutely all, hate uh, it. but I also, the other one I considered was Katy Perry and you lost me at the shark. Yeah. I cannot take that stupid shark. Yeah. No, that, that was another halftime show where we went, okay, you went too far.
2: Not, not that it was any controversial or anything. It was just, remember like she came out on the giant animatronic lion or cougar. Oh, and or I whatever was, I was fine was. with
1: all of that. It's it just that dumb. stupid shark that I've never been able to get over. Yeah, it was just dumb to me so yeah no maroon five did not make the list oh yeah I, that one was bad if you could have any band play a, a halftime show who would it be I, a- and I, don't I, give me like i think it would be metallica uh, i saw metallica live once it didn't uh
2: it, it didn't sway me much mm-hmm I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to think because that's that's the level. You're you never gonna get like a good up and coming rock band or something that would be in my genre. You're never gonna get that at a Super Bowl halftime show. You got to find. You're probably somebody never gonna is, get that again anyway. Yeah, who is an icon of music, and I think Metallica is probably the closest. Yeah, mine's Luke Combs,
1: and I fully I mean, that believe be that's going to happen. Maybe so. I won't be shocked if it happens next year maybe so uh and then there's the obvious one which you know is just a pipe dream and and unfortunately the, the day has God, passed don't say it's creed it's, creed. Don't yeah, say it's creed. no doubt it's creed stop that creed headbangers you stop I okay would, I would you re- just took cold play you don't get to you don't get to poo anything i say oh 100 percent, i do because chris martin
2: because i would 100 percent line up for nickelback before i would creed
1: science and stop progress that. first of all it's progress uh it, it don't just change the 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 Don't put the emphasis on a different syllable because it doesn't rhyme.
2: You are in the Sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Off-season previews continue after the break. We'll start with the team picking at number nine. It's the Carolina Panthers.
6: It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app and your Ingalls personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingalls, low prices, love the savings.
7: communities are filled with wonderful people who make living here great. At Home Trust Bank, we're proud of that. And that's why we focus on helping homeowners prepare for what's next. Our local mortgage bankers have the experience you need, and exceptional personal service you'll appreciate. Home Trust Bank is ready to help make a house your home. When it's time to buy, visit your local Home Trust branch or go to htb.com forward slash mortgage.
0: The Sportsocracy. Why are you smiling? Because I love football.
2: It is the Sportsocracy on ESPN Asheville. And our off-season previews of all the teams that are still not alive in the uh, the hunt for the Lombardi trophy continues with the team picking at number nine in the upcoming NFL draft. And obviously near and dear to us because they are – the local market team, it is the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers now have Frank Reich as their head coach. You now have Ajira Over- Overo as the defensive coordinator. And I feel like you're
1: on a path here. You need to figure out what to do at quarterback. And I'll I'll be honest with you, the, my biggest takeaway as I've gone, this is obviously mock draft week, so I've, I've been deep down that rabbit hole. Just don't make a trade. I really don't feel like you can make a mistake so long as you don't trade up. This is not the year to do that. And and what I'm getting ready to say is not going to, it will not go over nicely with Carolina Panther fans. But it's the truth. Your best solution is to roll with Sam Darnold for another year. Give it the shot. If it doesn't work, then next year you're going to be on one of the only teams that needs a quarterback. And it's a better quarterback class. I, my fear here is that you trade up whether it's to five with Seattle. I've heard that a lot to get Levis. I, I don't like giving up extra capital on quarterbacks that I'm I, I'm not I'm not beat the table on any of these quarterbacks. I think they can all be good except Anthony Richardson. Fifty four percent completion percentage tells me you're probably not gonna be good in this league. But I don't want to give up extra capital because I don't feel like you have to. There are several teams in the top 10 that I feel like can manipulate the draft just by calling the bluff. The Chicago Bears, they have the pick at one. They, I mean, they've called teams all over the league, and I've already heard the rumor of, well, Tennessee called. They're not going down to 11. All that is is trying to drum up interest because it's not there. So if you're Carolina, what is the discrepancy for you between Sam Darnold and Will Levis, that was for me, for me personally. Yes, for you that, personally.
2: It's not, it's not much. It's not much difference on what they could give you right away. Mm. As far as, as far as projection on on what what Will Levis could turn into, because I feel like we we know what Sam Darnold is. I mean, you could you can keep saying, "Oh, he's only twenty five years old, and he's got time to." He is only twenty five years old.
1: Uh, I'm going to use He's 6 I'm, months older than Henderson. I get
2: it, but I'm going to use the same line that you always use of when was the last time you saw a quarterback be this bad and then turn into something
1: good? It's never happened. You haven't and seen And my a, argument would be that he has not necessarily been that bad. He's had a lot of bad around him. He's had a, I mean look, he's 18 months older than Will Levis. Mm-hmm. i I'm just if it's one or the other I'm not sure you're not better off with, with with Sam, and then you go into next year with a better quarterback class, if that's how it falls. Sam Dornal could end up with Frank Wright. That's the best coaching he's ever gotten, and it's not close. And I could easily see a path that you see the, the prospect that people like me saw years ago when he came out. Mm-hmm. I know that's not popular with Carolina because you want the new shiny toy. All right, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud has a really bad habit of staring down receivers – and not – this is Justin Fields' thing. I'm going to stare at you until you get open because I know you're going to get open. The line will hold in place. I'm not sure that fits in with Frank Wright. I mean, falls to you at nine, okay. Mm-hmm. No issue there. But I don't want to give up the capital because I'm going to need the capital to put a team around him. Carolina is killed against the salary cap. They got $30 million in dead cash space just sitting there. That's going to make it hard to put the roster around you. So what I would, where I would go with that is get Brian Burns done this offseason. Build up the defense. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you need a running back. Bijan Robinson wouldn't be the worst decision you've ever made. <laughs> At number nine, I, you know, I, it hadn't even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And then one of the guys I work with mock drafts on said, well, you keep giving Jameer Gibbs to them in the second round? Why would you not just take Bijan, who's a better prospect?" Mm-hmm. And after I thought about it, I went. You know, that's that's not a terrible question the that you're last, asking me. The, the last
2: first round running back that you took, he worked out pretty well. And, Other than the injury problems that he had, I mean, Christian McCaffrey was the face of the franchise. B. And, John Robinson and I guess that's could very where well I'm, be
1: that. And I guess that's where I'm at. Which would you prefer? All right, Christian McCaffrey was. Uh, we're in the Panthers market, so obviously we know how attached this market became to him. B. John Rob- Robinson's a better prospect. Mm hmm. So then the question becomes, which would you rather do? Would you rather go Bijan this year, play really good defense, run the ball, see what Frank Wright can do with Sam Darnold, who he he liked coming out? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of talk about that from people that know Frank. And that, that Sam Darnold actually might be one of the reasons he found this job so attractive. You say Bijan's a better prospect than Christian McCaffrey was? Not close. Really?
2: Not even close. Can he do all of the things that Christian McCaffrey could do? I mean, you're talking
1: about a, a, a you know a thousand-thousand running back. Here. Yeah, but that's not what I said. What I said is he's a better prospect coming out. He is a higher-graded prospect from every evaluation ah, because he's a better running back. I see what you're saying. The fear with McCaffrey was that he was so thin and he was more of a receiver than he would a running back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in terms of what you're getting, can Bijan be that? Absolutely. I mean, I think he can do everything in this league. You know how I feel about taking running backs in the first round, and I'm screaming from the rooftops, some smart team needs to do this. Yes. And and I guess I just look around and go, Carolina, you have problems that I don't think you can fix in a year. And trotting out one of these rookies with what you could put around them is going to be tough. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know it's really attractive to go, well, the division's there for the taking. I understand that. But which is better? you go Bijan, build up the roster this year, see what you have in Darnold. Maybe, and frankly, you see what you have in Matt Corral because he could be the backup. And if you see something out of him, then maybe you found gold there. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, next year's a, a draft where I think you're, you got quarterback prospects that I know more what they are. And you will have a better roster with that running back in place. I know the running game's there. And... I think that's a better long-term goal. Am I telling you that's what they'll do? No. Because it would. I, I get that it would be a tough sell. Mm-hmm. But my hope is, and and frankly, everything I'm seeing with Carolina makes me think David Tepper learned the lesson, just like I told you he was going to. This is too smart a guy that surrounds himself with people that are NFL people. And I think getting the Frank Wright hire right was huge. The fact that a girovero picked the Panthers when he had a lot of options – Tells me a lot, and mm-hmm. it's not just well they gave him the most money. No, they give him the best opportunity to get a head coaching job because that's what yeah. he wants. Yeah,
2: I think you go out, you get the veteran quarterback, you and you make the call on Derek Carr. Absolutely, that's, that's if you can that's get Derek Carr, then that changes everything. Right, you go get Derek Carr. The money's going to be hard to figure out with that. You I put, will put go some other pieces you. around him. Maybe a John Robinson. Maybe you get one of the wide receivers to add to DJ Moore. Can take first one round. Is there an edge rusher at nine? Because I'm staring at Yator Gross Matos going, ah, we need something better.
1: Maybe. I mean, it depends on how you feel about Lucas Van Ness. Mm-hmm. Miles Murphy is that the stock there is sliding. So if you take him at nine, you're gonna be universally mocked around the industry. Um I'm not so sure that it's not that the solution is not make the run at car. If Carr tells you no, go Darnold, and don't force the quarterback thing. Every time I've ever seen a quarter a quarterback needy team that just took the one that fell to them, very rarely does that mean you're sold on them. And I don't want to make the move up the the caps situation next year thins out greatly. They'll have one of the they'll be one of the most active teams in free agency a year from now. So. I mean, I hate to say being patient is the is the smarter call, but with Carolina it is. Unless you can get Derek Carr. Then that that accelerates it. I would then still add Bijan at 9 and be a run-first team that plays really good defense. That's been the best I've ever seen Carolina bees is when that's who they were.
2: You're in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Coming up after the break, we'll give you the most important message of the day and we'll talk about another team from the NFC South that's Well, they were supposed to pick pretty high in the draft, but they got some decisions to make this offseason as well. We'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. when i finally drove the old car into the grave i knew there was only one place i was gonna go fred anderson nissan of Asheville, home of the family plan and yes they treat you like family i went in told him what i was looking for told him my budget and in no time i was signing the paperwork on my certified pre-owned vehicle They have the area's largest selection on quality pre-owned vehicles and certified Nissans. They go through a 167-point inspection, so you know it's not going to let you down. They gave me the Carfax report so I know the history of my vehicle. And the Fred Anderson family plan gives me things like oil changes and car washes and loaner cars if I have to have major work done on the car in the future. For me, buying a car has always been an intimidating thought. But the folks at Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville made it super easy. Don't be like me. Don't wait till the last minute to get a deal done. Go to AndersonNissan.com or stop by the showroom at 629 Brevard Road. And don't forget to mention we sent you from the Sportsocracy and get a $250 bonus on your trade-in at Fred Anderson Nissan of
5: Asheville. The Ingles 2023 Southern Conference Downtown Dribble and Kids Fest, presented by Champion Credit Union, will be held Saturday, March 4th, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Roger McGuire Green at Peck Square Park. The Downtown Dribble will feature interactive games, inflatables, pet bands, cheerleaders, and parade. Each participant will receive a basketball downtown dribble t-shirt and a ticket to the noon session quarterfinal basketball games check-in will begin at 9 30 a.m at roger mcguire green to register visit downtowndribble.eventbrite.com.
2: it is time for the most important message of the day here in the sportsocracy don't do crimes yeah another florida story for you obviously is it as good as cocaine shark uh it is it's it's not nearly as good as cocaine shark will it make a movie that will be as good as cocaine Shark? no no uh they would they would not make a movie about this guy but uh, maybe maybe they did make a napoleon dynamite movie so stupid people get movies all the time uh this man is in trouble with the uh police in palm coast florida after he decided that he just absolutely needed some snacks late at night. Snacks are good. Yeah. He goes to he goes to the gas station, goes by, picks up uh, all the items that he wanted. And here's here's the big problem. Gas station was closed. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Gas station's closed. And uh, he broke into the back door. It's always a bad sign. Took a whole bunch of stuff, snacks and chips and cakes and candies and whatever else but he had good intentions because he wanted to he wanted to pay for his items but he just couldn't because the cash register wasn't open so he left his debit card on the counter (laughs) because i'm gonna come back tomorrow and i'll just pay for it so does that include paying for the door you broke (laughs) didn't say he didn't say he broke a door Maybe the, maybe the back door was unlocked, unsecured in some shape, form, or fashion. Uh, but he did enter the back of the store while it was closed, got all the stuff, left his debit card on the counter, unlocked the front door, and then left. Well, obviously, uh, we come in, and the door's wide open for the morning shift or whatever. And they reported it. They went back, and they looked at the surveillance footage, and they went, Hey, wait, that guy looks familiar. Oh, it's because he was involved in a uh, in a vehicle fire near the gas station earlier that night. Oh,
1: <laughs> this was this was an aggressive night.
2: Police had already spoken to him about the vehicle fire. There was nothing nefarious about it. Like now, he didn't set the the the, the vehicle on fire or
1: anything like that. So basically, his car caught on fire.
2: But he was already in the in the in the vicinity. The vicinity, right? He was already on the radar of the police, and then later that night went back to get all the snacks and left his debit card laying on the counter. Uh, Shocker of shockers, he's been charged with armed burglary of a dwelling or a
1: structure and petty theft. My story is from Kalkaska County in Michigan, and it's about 43-year-old James Knoll. He did crimes. He stole a thing. He stole the thing, and he took it to his property, And he did what you do. He hid it underneath some scrap sheet metal. Okay. You might be thinking, what did he steal? Was it a car? No. Was it a lawnmower or some other writing device? No. He stole somebody's house. It was a cabin. It was a cabin in the woods. And apparently it was like a hunting cabin. But the hunting cabin was on cinder blocks Mm -hmm. because it was... It's not like a permanent structure, so it's right. not. It's not like somebody's living house. But it's a, a fishing cabin or a hunting cabin or whatever the case right, may right. be. So he owns a towing company, and he took a flatbed truck and stole the house. Nice. He takes it to his house. They've been looking for this for for quite some time, so they find it. And you would think, well, how? It's my house. Right. I. I I built it. Uh-huh. It just—it looks like that house you're looking for. Well, here's the problem: the the shell of the house was a modular shell, and and do you know what those have? What identification numbers? Oh. And so they matched them up and went, Ah, gotcha. He has been charged with receiving stolen property worth between and thousand and twenty thousand dollars. So apparently in Michigan, grand theft is over twenty grand, and this house wasn't mm. worth that much. How did they
2: find him, though? That's what I want to have I know. no idea. Like, how did he
1: end up on the radar? In the story, it says they got a tip that there was a house that randomly appeared on this property. I gotcha. don't know if it's from a neighbor somebody driving by. I don't know. But apparently he got wind that they got wind of it, and so he hid it because he fashioned a big sheet metal shed.
2: That's not going to work. That's never going to work. And he
1: thought the cops were going to show up and go, hey, what's in that box? Nothing. Stuff.
2: Moving on. Don't do crimes. The New Orleans Saints. Their off-season picture is well, it's not great. It's not great. You're way over the salary cap You're again. Killed against the salary cap. Uh, you got Dennis Allen returning as head coach, which is obviously less than ideal. That feels like
1: sacrificial lamb territory to me. 100%. Hey, we got to blame somebody.
2: Might as well be the guys already here. Mm-hmm. And now you get to play the fun game of who's going to play quarterback.
1: That's the hardest part for New Orleans. This is one of of all the teams in the NFL. I think this is the hardest one for me to critique. Because if you add Derek Carr, I feel like this is the best team in the NFC South. And you would be a heavy favorite to win this division. If you roll it back with Andrew Dalton, you might be the worst team in this division. Because the roster's talented, but you're so bad offensively. Mm -hmm. The last six weeks of the year, this looked like an XFL team. And so, for me, where I get to is, okay, Carolina's got options. You can make the run at Derek Carr. Or... You can draft uh, whichever quarterback falls in your lap, or you can make a trade, or you can bring back Sam Darnold. I feel like New Orleans has two choices. You're either going to overpay Derek Carr, Mm -hmm. which he is in the building today. They're not making a trade. They're not giving up a third-round pick for a guy that's going to be cut in six days anyway. That doesn't make any sense for anyone involved. They're basically just getting a free interview. No doubt. They're getting him in the building going, hey, is this a fit for you? Because uh, we'll give you all the monies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to fit it on the salary cap, but we'll give you all the monies. I was going to say, what do you have to sacrifice to make that happen? This is a team that's done that kick the can down the road thing so much that there's not a lot of restructuring that can be done. So even if you pushed it another year, A, you're going to be – you think you're bad now? Do that and see what it looks like next year. Mm-hmm. What strikes me is more likely – is you start doing the post-June 1 cuts with with Michael Thomas and and Andrus Pete, The problem is that they all have these ridiculously high dead cap charges. But I feel like you could get under the cap with Derek Carr and still have a good enough roster to win this division. Now, do I think you're going to go to the playoffs and it be an absolute bloodletting? Yes, I do. But this is a team that is in the definition of purgatory. Mm-hmm. You're so talented, but you're getting older. Mm-hmm. And so you have to either completely reset the decks. And and I don't even know necessarily how that would go. I was going to say, you're, are you
2: in a position to even do that? Because you have these big pieces, but because you have these longer contracts with all these guys, the dead cap... The dead cap's going to kill you. Right. It, it makes it uh, illogical to do that. I mean in a in a let's blow it up scenario this is you know you would think Cameron Jordan Marshawn Lynch Alvin Kamara Marshawn Latimore
1: what did i say Marshawn Lynch yeah that wasn't the that wasn't the guy yeah he's uh, he's he's doing commercials now
2: uh right but you would think all of these big names are the ones that you would have to get rid of but their contracts make that impossible
1: or like i said Ill- illogical to do and that's why i say this team is in a is in a really i mean of your highest so uh, of players that have the highest cap figure in 2023 michael thomas and cameron jordan are one and two combined if you just outright cut them do you know how much money you would save total out of the two six million dollars you're too high it's five wow 20 or 48 almost 49 million dollars in dead cap Mm mm-hmm doesn't make any sense no and you don't really have the restructure things to do your next two it would cost you 40 million dollars to cut them Mm -hmm. in cap space Mm -hmm. dead cap would be 80 million dollars on Ryan Ramchick and Marshawn Latimer there's just not a lot of flexibility here because you have done this for so long Mm -hmm. and I know everybody says well there's always cap calisthenics you can do you're right until you've done it for five years and that's where Minnesota or uh, New Orleans is at you can do this again it's not gonna be pretty and a year from now you're gonna be in an absolute nightmare new orleans is in that damned if you do
2: damned if you don't kind of scenario i would agree with it you're too talented to be just absolutely number one pick in the draft terrible but but you're you're also not Let's add that
1: one piece and go win a Super Bowl. I don't and see, see that's the that. thing. Stephen talon YouTube comment, said if any team in that division adds Derek Carr, they become the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing there's only one of them, maybe two, depending on how they use the cap space in Carolina and Atlanta, that I feel like could be an actual, even in the most rose colored glasses world, be competitive. Mm-hmm. All right, New Orleans adds Derek Carr. That's the best roster that anybody could compile in this division. It's also really thin, and it's not sustainable for long. Uh, Andreas Pinkney in the in the comments, Loomis is gonna is going to keep rolling the dice. He boxed us into a corner. He did. Yeah. He, he has he has kicked his can down the road for so long. Just to hold on to the idea that we could be competitive. That that he's really. Like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. Could you go nine and eight, ten and seven, make the playoffs, and then go in there and just get hammered by New Orleans or by uh, San Francisco or Philadelphia or uh, one of those higher end NFC teams? Yeah, you could do that. That's your high side. Mm-hmm. There's also a possibility that you have a, another rash of injuries. You do all these things, you kick the can down the road a year. And even with Derek Carr, you go seven and 10 and now you're stuck for 3 years. It's it is not an enviable position. No. When we say you cannot do this forever, New Orleans is the definition of what we're talking about. Yeah. You can do it for a long time. This is year 6. This is year 6 of they were more than 20 million dollars over the cap heading into the league year. And eventually it just it catches up to you. There's too many void years, there's too many Okay, so what do we do now? I almost think you're better off to blow it up, but the, you don't even have that pick in the top in the top ten no. that would add another young player, young impact player on a rookie scale deal. It's it's truly damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're in the sportocracy
2: here on ESPN Asheville.
3: Tired of getting dinged by monthly fees on your checking account? You need Simple Checking from Home Trust Bank. With Simple Checking, you get all the essential checking services for free, including 100% online access and a free Visa debit card. It's everything you need from a checking account, but no hoops, no surprises, no monthly fees. Stop by today or call 800 627 1632. Simple Checking at Home Trust. Ready for what's next? Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
6: At Ingalls, whether we're celebrating Friday Night Rivals, televising college basketball games, bringing the Fan Fest to semi-pro soccer, or taking you out to the ball game at your minor league park, it's all in the bag. Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings.
4: I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Hyatt-Zach with EXP Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis.
2: Make 2023 the year that you change your life and you win that battle with your weight problem it can happen for you i i mean i've said this time and time again in my life i'm gonna do better this year i'm gonna lose the weight 2022 that was the year for me the phd weight loss program helped me lose more than 90 pounds last year
1: phd the way to go many people in the new year say new year new me the only problem is that they use a lot of the same tendencies which leads to new year same you Sometimes you need a little help, and that's what Ph.D. gives you. They give you plenty of the food. They give you the, all the direction, all the guidance. If it works for a guy like me that was as lazy with my food choices as I was, it will work for you, Ph.D. Weight Loss.
2: I lived all of my adult life around the 300-pound mark, and now I'm down around 200 pounds, and I feel infinitely better, as you can imagine. Go to MyPhDWeightLoss.com today. It's my PhD weight loss.
1: Everyone's heard about the housing market and this being the best time to sell a house in years. But the same thing applies to cars. Whether you're looking to buy a car, trade in, or sell that car in the driveway collecting dust, Fred Anderson Nissan of Asheville wants to buy your car. They have two on-site managers that work with Kelly Blue Book to give you top dollar for your vehicle. You can even have your car appraised instantly at AndersonNissan.com. Stop in and visit them today at 629 Brevard Road Nashville, or call them at 828 365 16 Six
0: three. The sports awkward
2: scene. You two are just dumbing a bag of hammers. All right, we are almost officially done with Hump Day of Super Bowl Week. We've got two days left in this week, and then, of course, we will be at the Village Porch, forty-one North Merriman Avenue, on Sunday for the big game. We invite you to come down and hang out with the sportsocracy in the House of Reprehensibles gang. We're gonna have all... a big
1: table. You can come sit with us. Yes. We'll 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 have some good old times. I'm gonna have some domestic lights. Have some mullet makers. A little, a little fireball domestic light combo. It's gonna be a good... you've you've got
2: me you've got me sold on the. Uh... The, the angry balls thing now oh like the I angry am, orchard
1: with the fireball drop yes. it i will i'm sure at some point probably be doing that yes uh every
2: time well maybe not every time but when you have a mullet maker i'll be having an angry balls and date <laughs> and it's going to be a lot of fun on sunday evening so come on out and join us philadelphia eagles kansas city chiefs 6 30 kickoff From the village porch, 41 North Merriman Avenue. Roger Goodell had his big press conference today. The state
1: of the uh, NFL. That's right, which went far better than the state of the union. Yeah, we don't try to lower try to lower the price on. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. I don't know what that was. we will not be trying to lower the price of that no no whatever it whatever is, it
2: was not going to do that uh one of the things to come out of his uh state of the league press conference today was flex scheduling on thursday nights and monday nights yes. monday nights is actually starting thursday night has not right right monday's already coming that's yes. a done deal Hallelujah. We're, we're gonna do monday night flex
1: scheduling do you feel like that came because ESB, espn went okay they all did we the, well, ESPN was the one that was getting hammered. Yes, they I all mean, did. Amazon's one thing, Amazon's all right. You're the new kid on the block, ESPN's paid its dues, and I'm not saying that because we are on an ESPN affiliate. It, okay, we, we've, we've given you a lot of money, and these games have been large part been awful. Yes, and don't give me the but but the travel. We've sh- we've shown we can get around that, right.
2: And this is not going to be a scenario. I've already seen the comments from people talking about, uh, "Oh, so you're so what? So Sunday's game is over, and then an hour later, you're going to tell them they have to turn around and play on Thursday? No, that's
1: not how this is going to work. No, it'll be flexed a week in advance. Yes, you will have a week, maybe two weeks, in and advance. we don't even start flex until what week ten, which should start way earlier uh, in the season. Ah.
2: I'm I'm not as sold on that. By week five, you know. By week five, you will know
1: if you're going to get a dog water matchup on a prime. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. The Jacksonville Jaguars in week five were unwatchable. By week 10, that was a completely different scenario. But you just do it on a week-by-week basis, and it keeps these these just horrendously bad network games from happening. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, it's what the NFL does. They see a problem, and it was a huge problem last yes. year. Yes. And you fix it. Thursday night, yeah, you're going to have one more year where they don't flex that because the logistics of that – I am I'm, I'm will go ahead and tell you the logistics of that are going to be a headache because that is a logistical nightmare because now you start dealing with the following week and and where you pos- – it's that's going to be tough. But Monday was easy. It's always been easy, and I'm glad they got this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when uh- –
2: when talking about the issue of the officiating in the nfl roger goodell has assured us that nfl officiating has never been better
1: i'm gonna disagree for the square
2: that's what a lie sounds like that's what a lie sounds
1: like. you keep putting lipstick on this pig but i i really would like to know why it keeps oinking there roger right so it's never been better but there again
2: it's never going to be perfect we're not asking for perfect roger No one has ever said we need to have, you know, no missed calls or controversial calls or anything like that.
1: Sky, judge, period. Yes.
2: You are in the sportocracy here on ESPN Asheville. We will be back with you in the Ingles studio tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We'll be one day closer to the kickoff of Super Bowl 57. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. See you tomorrow.